We start the podcast with your God intro. Let's get your boy Southbury Seven Hundred Six. It's KTSC Ab Live, Episode One Ten. AC the Tech Messiah, he's a wall right now. Nate's supposed to be jumping on. Rev, she's a wall right now. But we're gonna get it cracking because I ain't got all day to do this. Appreciate y'all checking us out last week. Definitely appreciate the support. Um, actually, Tech Messiah is calling me right now. Hold on. Yo, where you at? We start the podcast. Yeah, that's what I just texted. Um, I'll be late, so just go on ahead. We are we already started. All right, you're live. Bye. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you, you see, we run a tight ship at uh, KTSC app, so I appreciate support. Um, so right now, what you're listening to, this is why you need to be on YouTube. Definitely check us out. Follow us on YouTube. Our YouTube page is trash, like I've said before, but it'll at least give you a notification when you go live so you can see what you're going to witness today. Uh, yes, sir. Can I go with the uh, meat mountain? <laughs> uh, this, uh, Mark has lost a bit, and now he will be eating uh, the Arby's meat mountain live on the podcast. Let me get this link out. I mean, if y'all don't, don't have the meat mountain here, I can, I can do something. Oh, okay. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised that a lot of people would not order all that. It seems like a lot of stuff to do. Awesome. There it is. Do you have like Powerade or something? Or what kind of drinks do I have here? Oh, so is it over there? Okay, cool. Yeah. Medium drink and medium fries. Just want you guys to know that this, this monstrosity of a sandwich cost me $20. $20 for just a bunch of meat on between two pieces of bread. Ungodly, unholy. You guys should be paying and repenting for your sins for doing this to me. This is during during Black Music Month. We're going to do this on Father's Day to a Black Father. We're going to do this. This doesn't, does this, like, you can't, you guys can't be happy with yourself. You can't feel good about this kind this of thing. This is why I don't bet on sports. Shout out to King Quest in the chat. He's already got his takes on Drake. Uh, definitely uh, send the send the link to some of your people so they can jump in and get their takes off too. You do bet on sports. You were in the during the Super Bowl. I don't I don't bet with nasty food. Though. That's different. Like I like I said last week, there's literally nothing I would never eat a meat mountain sandwich under any circumstances. I would pay. I would buy my way out of having to do that. I can't even I can't even fathom the idea of that different that many different types of meat. For the record, for the record, I did try to buy my way out of this food. Rev is Rev is just unrelenting and has no mercy and clearly hates black men. You know, as far as like 
health wise, blood pressure, high cholesterol. She just does not care about that. And I think that we should have a conversation about how she despises uh, black men. I don't, I don't, I don't appreciate it. So while you're doing that, shout, shout out to, to the homie Kashan. Uh, he's, I'm trying to get him to join the chat. He was the gentleman that made the comments about Rihanna being overrated. I'd like you to re- rebut oh, Jesus. Jesus, I just want him to get hit. He needs to uh, wake up with that brother Los. They both need to go on like a double date to an eye doctor. Like, what are you guys looking at? Where you look at Rihanna and just like, nah, that's not for me. Like, that's. Un- I mean, he said he said she was still bad. Just he he does understand the overrated. Also, two new listeners. Uh, Marcus's uh, audio quality is piss poor because he is out purchasing a meat mountain. So I don't think this is the typical audio quality okay, okay, he is well, purchasing. Well, let, me, let me let me say this. I feel like a lot of people know this. Like we talked about this. Me and Red talked about this. The further away you live from Arby's, the better the neighborhood you live in. Like I, just, I had to drive 20 minutes to get here. There's not an Arby's close to my house because I live in a good neighborhood with, with good, clean white folk. I just drive all the way up to the boondocks to get this shit. I mean, you probably need to stop by the CVS, get you some Pepto-Bismol, maybe some fiber, maybe some a green smoothie to drink with that afterwards. I'm going to stop by a room and get a shotgun and blow my brains out. That's, that seems like the best recourse. Wow. Shout out to uh, America and their readily available weapons. And I could probably, you know what, maybe, maybe one of these weeks, I'm, that's what I'm going to do on the podcast. I'm going to go out to a local Walmart and try to purchase the firearm. <laughs> see if I can get away with it. Well, with since, since, we're, since we've gone down the dark rabbit hole of American gun violence, Jeez, apparently the, the latest in the Uvalde uh, saga is that according to uh, expressnews.com that I just Googled, it says that the Uvalde policeman never attempted to breach the school. Yeah, according to videos that <laughs> have been released. So, yeah. Hashtag, uh, you know, back the blue. You know, these colors don't run. King Quest said I, he hoped they have a lot of Arby's and horseradish sauce. I don't, I don't, man. I don't even know what a horseradish sauce is, man. Like, I can't even think of where. I've never even seen the Arby's where I live, now that I think about it. I'm standing near the, uh, where they have the like uh sauces and stuff they have arby sauce honey jazon mustard spicy three pepper sauce uh ketchup arby sauce and then horsey sauce but they're out of horsey sauce right now so i'm not gonna be able to get that they waited for 77 minutes that's crazy like i don't i so kashan's saying they're waiting for backup but like y'all got guns right like i don't understand that like they they sell the police as real American heroes and militarize them, but again, when it's time to get it cracking, it's kind of like yeah, we just gonna hold off, we gonna wait. Like if this was in you know insert or insert you know rich white neighborhood, they'd have been in there, you know, like the Terminator, or like Sean said. 10 on one, it wasn't apparently he uh, 10 on one wasn't enough apparently unless he's like, yes, that is correct. If this had been a different situation, they'd have been in there like Robocop clapping folks up. But it is always interesting to do that, like mental substitution, like, hey, if the race were different, like what would have happened? 
prime example, the Capital Six riots, like with the inquiry hearings going on or the hearings going on, pretty interesting stuff. I highly recommend you check it out. But I do the whole racial substitution thing all the time. And that would have been one of the biggest, like, televised massacres in American history, in recent American history, is had those Capitol rioters been black. That would have been disgusting. That would have been probably one of the nastiest massacres of all time. And then they would have justified it. They'd have sprinkled some crack on them and kept it moving. You know what I mean? Shout to Lowski. Lowski's on Mark just to cut the video on because he wants to see that meat. Everybody wants to see that meat. Pause. Tell Lowski to put a shirt on. This is, uh, this is, I'm going to turn the camera on when I get back in the car. All righty. So, yeah. So, you've already policed. They're, they're wilding out. And again, all the people that are like super pro police, again, crickets. I don't hear nothing, man. Do not hear a thing. But yeah, we're holding it down, um, waiting for Marcus to get the meat mountain popping. Uh, I guess while I got the mic to myself, while Lowski says, slap it in your mouth before you eat it, you slut. That is wildly disrespectful. That is ridiculous. Unnecessary. Jesus. This is a Christian value. It's a Christian value-based podcast. Like I don't, I don't appreciate that kind of stuff in the chat. That's why we need like moderators and stuff like that. That's pure filth, unruly. But yeah, so the things we'll talk about this week, since I got time, is again, obviously Drake dropped a quote-unquote surprise album. It's got the streets on fire. You know what I'm saying? Um, also, this is the Juneteenth, so shout out to uh, the freedom of Black people which you could argue on an intellectual level is the true independence day because black people were given their freedom. But the thing that is, is missed in this and that I didn't really think about until I listened to like a podcast and read some stuff is that like the crazy thing is, is that imagine like, Hey, yesterday you're a slave. Now today you're free, right? Free to do what? Free to have no land, free to have no money, free to essentially have to go back and work for the same people that are beating the shit out of you and are still beating the shit out of you and finessing you. You don't have any rights. The courts don't recognize you as a human, as a citizen. So like, that's, that's kind of the second piece about that. Like I I get that it's being celebrated and commercialized. Um, I didn't see too many white uh, (laughs) social media outlets making lots of missteps this week or this year. Like they did last year with the whole uh, Juneteenth thing. But it was funny, though. I did get an email from a realtor talking about, like, hey, come refinance your loan. I'm like, damn, dog, like, what does this have to do with me refinancing my loan? Like, y'all just look for any excuse to an email to kind of sell your product. Shout out to the homie Nate. What's good, man? I, I, I like to see if your internet is cooperating today. That's what's up. Yeah, yeah, it's working. Thank the Lord. <laughs> I told you it was going to be good. I told you. Yo, so yeah, we was talking about Juneteenth and that how I haven't seen too many white social media outlets while I'm this year. I think they got the memo. They're kind of chilling right now, not making too many missteps like they did last year. Uh, the, most, well, the most egregious one from last year was the whatever that hockey team was, the Sharks, having like the shark break the slavery chains. I was like, <laughs> they got Sharknado out here <laughs> freeing the slaves. Like I was mad confused. But they, mad they, confused. They, they almost got us with that Walmart one, but we... Got that packed up quick, so yeah, yeah. got that right out of there. But no, nah, no, nah, I haven't seen, I haven't seen much. Uh, 
Yo, what that looks that? disgusting. If you're, it's a meat oh. mouth. If you're watching on YouTube, this? what is this? Why is Yo. it wet? Why is it wet? That wet meat. <laughs> it's gonna sit in your stomach just like that too. Let me make a let me make a note. Title Damn. for episode. It is so wet. It is huge. Wet look, meat. Look, look at my hands and look at the meat. A beast. What is this? What am I supposed to eat this? Hey, bro, you made them choices, dog. I don't, I don't. I have a family to go home to. What? what? Nah. (laughs) Figure that out in your own time. So, Sean has a good point. He has a hot take talking about celebrating Juneteenth makes us look stupid, for a lack of a better word. Ah. I don't think it makes us look stupid per se. I think there's people that are associated with like at the uh, up in the, the the government that make themselves look stupid by trying to pretend they like black people, even though they don't do anything um, legally, right, to really further black folks, right? But I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think it makes us look stupid. It, I think it's, I think I think it provides good awareness. For a lot of black people that obviously if you you know went grew up in any american school system they don't teach you shit about like any type of real black history outside of like harriet tubman george washington carver shit there's a washington glory that's, that's about it so it, it's a good opportunity for us to be enlightened as black folks because they don't teach us shit unless you're from like texas then apparently it's a big deal out there but I feel like with the with celebrating it though, it's almost the same as how people celebrate July Fourth in a sense, but we don't go to the extremes with it. It's like we're proud that it's actually being acknowledged. Like we're not celebrating what it was; is the fact that people are acknowledging it and saying that it happened. So it's like, oh yeah, like we we fucked up, kind of thing. Like yeah, we know y'all fucked up, but nobody for the longest time wanted to say that ever happened so now that we're it's on the forefront and it's a, a federal thing by the by the government we can now say yeah like we're celebrating the fact that they admitted they fucked up is what it really comes down to that sandwich looks disgusting <laughs> i feel like i feel like i'm looking down the barrel of a gun like this is un, oh my gosh like i'm gonna take one bite now and then i'm gonna go home and i will finish it at home but just so i can taste what it Taste what it's like warm. Is there bacon on this? Oh my god! Was that a mozz stick on there or something? Like, what, what was that? What What is on this think, meat mountain? Okay, okay. I think we got yeah, count the meat. Chicken. We got chicken. Bam. That chicken looks turkey. Unholy. I think that's roast beef. I think that's. I don't know what this red meat is right here, but I'm pretty okay. sure this is roast beef. This is bacon. This is cheese. I don't know what I don't have no idea. This is bacon. I have no idea what this red meat that's in here. There's okay. There's cheddar cheese. This looks like Swiss. Is this Swiss cheese? Where did they I get know. turkey at it? Arby's. I'm so confused. I, like I think there's like deli the meat way across too. the food court. Dog, this thing is going to. I my butthole is going to have wowzers. So I'm gonna take one. I'm gonna try to take a bite here and, and see see. Something's gonna be Harlem shaking for the next two or three days. <laughs> <laughs> His stomach's gonna be doing all these TikTok dances. 
Yo, this shit might hit though. What happens? What happens if it's good? Ain't no way that's good. What up, Chan? Yes, there will be screenshots. This is hella nasty work. No, because some of the meat is cold. I got it all be warm. It's a little bit cold this and there. No. Oh my god. No, no. Again, there's no amount of money. Jimmy Butler. Damn it. That, yo, yeah. stop so, betting on the heat. Yo, that's, that's yo, Loski, Loski, you're sick. Go tell that man to spit on that cold meat. That's crazy. That's, that's nasty. Insane, that is absolutely insane. I can't believe, I cannot believe Rev would not let me get out of this. Anyway, right, so, get back to Juneteenth. Oh my god. Okay, so oh. Loski said he feels Kashan, but. We should be able to celebrate today for our kids and let them know where we came from. Yeah, shout out to me. I got a um, I got a little Juneteenth shirt. I went to a little uh, Juneteenth festivity yesterday. It was pretty cool. I was actually like surprised at the amount of people that showed up because usually, you know, we don't, we don't really be showing out for stuff like that. But I mean, I'm I'm in the South at the moment. They they showed up and showed out. They had vendors out there, people selling shirts, some bomb ass oatmeal cookies, like barbecue they had little performances it was really cool like i really it felt good you know there's a couple of our non-melanated kings and queens out there showing support i was like all right all right gertrude this lady had to be like (laughs) 80 years old with a plate i was like you know what i respect that come out here and support the homies and i think it is cool i think we do need to have more of our non-melanated kings and queens out there to learn history because i mean to be fair the same history that we're not learning in schools they're not learning but they also are being kind of indoctrinated via like, you know, the media for the most part, if you don't grow up around black people, that's like your only representation of them for the most part. And outside of like, you can't even use the Cosby show no more. And depending on how you ask, you can't even use the Fresh Prince no more because he's out here smacking people on stage. But yeah, man, we just uh, regular, regular people well, trying I, to live our lives. I don't know, like, if it's right or wrong, but I just feel like at this point, with the with just so much access with like in the internet, uh, YouTube, uh, I'm not I'm not in the place where I'm going around uh, explaining to white people what Juneteenth is and what it stands for and what it means and why oh, I'm not either. And stuff like that. Like I'm not doing that anymore. Like there, there, there's there have been times where I've been like, oh well, this is why uh, this is the importance of like Emmett Till. This is the importance of uh, Malcolm X or, or anything or, or this is the importance of why um, it's important for like I don't know, black people like why black people don't learn how, don't know how to swim or why black people don't want their hair touched or why they why we take it so seriously like there's there's just certain things where I'm just not I'm not here to teach you it. like as black people we shouldn't be out here educating white people on certain things it's like if you wanted to know you would go out there and look it up because there's plenty of just plenty of movies out there. Watch what's that movie? Uh, the Thirteenth on Netflix. Go watch it. Do you want to learn about Black history? The and the one? Yeah, yeah. Go watch that. Or if you if you really want to get you know educated, go to go to DC. Go to African American Museum. There's plenty of things out there that you don't have to come to my black ass and ask me about it. Like go out there and do it yourself. Actually, I'll give you one better. If you don't leave your house because you know gas is kind of high these days. There's a podcast called 
black history for white people. It's really good. It's hosted by a really nerdy white guy and this black lady. Best of both worlds. I think the title would kind of turn off some white folks, but I think when they hear like, uh, like whatever the white dudes talking, I think they'll be more comfortable. But <clears throat> I just think people get a little taken aback when they're like, oh, what do you mean white people? You're white, bro. Like, it is what it is. So I feel like what makes this worse is that the fries aren't even good. Like these fries are ass. They're supposed to be like curly fries. Tastes like shit. Tastes like shit. How do you mess up fries? Like I, I get it if it was Burger King, but like uh, Burger King's I, I fries are kind of good. No, 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 no. If we were ranking like all the fries out of the this man of the is unhinged. Burger King, maybe it's the meat. But Burger King is at the bottom of the list. I'm sorry. He's got, got, got meat mountain <laughs> fever. <laughs> meat fever. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shout out to Andre in the chat. Um yeah, we've we've derailed this episode already. We haven't even got to the hot takes yet. But while we're here, I did start We Own This City. A lot of a lot of uh, fan service to the wire. A lot of fan service. But overall, I think it's pretty good. Like, I thought it was kind of corny um, at first, but the first episode kind of drew me in. I was like, all right. Then I was like, five hours later, I'm still watching it. So I, I'm enjoying it. Definitely enjoying it. Did you end up right. finishing yet or no? Nah? No, nah, I'm on episode six. All right. They, they done got rounded up by the by them folks. <laughs> the body snatchers. Yep. Them. <laughs> that man is like. I'm innocent. I'm like, bro, if they've got you at this point, if the feds have you, they have the evidence on you, dog. Like, you need to start trying to make a deal, man. Like, he's living a fantasy land. All right. Um, so uh Andre has the question. I must think he's posing it to Marcus. Why stop teaching others? How many, how many white people are gonna teach? Uh, I gotta teach all these white people. I gotta teach every last one of them. YouTube is out there. There's movies out there. There's documentaries out there. There's podcasts out there. I'm not. I'm not your nigga encyclopedia. You know what I'm saying? I'm not nigga Botanica, whatever they call that shit. It's like, there's plenty. Like, if you if you want to learn, like, I'm not gonna be like, if you ask me a question, I'm not gonna be like get out my face, cracker. Like, I ain't gonna do that shit. But if you want to actually like learn about this shit and make you care, I will point you in the direction. I'm like, hey, watch this show watch this movie, listen to this podcast, go here, do that. But I'm not going to sit you down and walk you through the plight of the African-American and how tough it is to be black. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. No, I'm sorry. Someone else can do it. If you want to do it, be my guest. I'm not doing it. Fair enough. Yeah, again, we, we, we're in the age of, of smartphones and computers and tablets. Like, you can... You can find out whatever you want to learn about, and you can also be willfully ignorant. And that is that, that doesn't make sense because, like, it, it is tough on top of everything else that, like, black folks have to kind of deal with with regards to just overt racism, microaggressions, just being kind of self-aware at times of just your existence. So on top of that, have to be the Encyclopedia Britannica and, like, a walking history lesson. It's like, bro, I got... I got stuff to do. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's, so his answer, uh, Alexander's answer is, I get you, but I don't voluntarily look up Jewish culture. I mean, but that's kind of going down a rabbit hole. Like, that's not what's 
at at hand. We're not talking about um ooh, is Rosh Hashanah a Jewish holiday? Yes. Okay. Yeah, it, we're not talking about Rosh Hashanah. And if that were a like inflection point in like America right now and they decide to make it like a federal holiday, I I probably would. Like again, that kind of goes to the, the point of this a, a you decision, right? I look up all kinds of stuff just, you know, because if I want to talk about something, I'm going to be like semi-knowledgeable, but not necessarily that, apples to apples comparison, in I, my opinion. I, um, no, I agree, though, because it's, it's very, very exhausting trying to explain to people things when it comes to like the, the Juneteenth or even, even just the, the, base level of Black History Month. It's tough to explain it to people because you do it over and over and over. And it's like, who actually is listening to you? Or who just wants to feel like they're they're doing their part? And at some point, you, you tell enough people and you just it goes from one ear out the other. You don't want to tell anyone else. Like, you, we all have the same internet. We all use the same internet for the same bullshit. So in the, the vein that you can look up the best tiktokers in the world you can look up what the meaning of juneteenth is and the same the same finger clicks so i get it it's just it gets tiring at some point so let me let me go down and answer the questions um so kashan said bro you want white people to learn about us from the internet i mean that's where that's the place where you go to learn like there are like about anything the internet is like we have all the information at our fingertips we have more information at our fingertips than anybody in the history of mankind. Now, obviously, there's like, you know, things that you shouldn't be looking at. There is fake news. There is people that kind of speak out their ass and aren't informed. But that's also on you as an individual to cite your sources, to be like, okay, is this person credible? Or do I just look up, do I just accept the first person's views that I take? Like, you know who is credible. You know who is speaking the right thing. Like, I'm not, I'm not giving, I'm not giving, I'm not going to treat white people like they're idiots. Like they know better. They know who to look for. They should, they know how to do this. They, they can look, they can look up recipes for mac and cheese with like, if they can find 20 different variations of mac and cheese with raisins in it, then they can figure out how to find out why black people don't know how to swim and the history behind that. So that kind of answers Chan's question. Like, again, movies. Yeah. I, I said the media thing is not good because they only, kind of cast us in one kind of vein but yeah the, the internet man like and again they kind of americans as a whole are stupid but if you really want to learn something you're gonna find it like for example if i were if you were to go on the internet and say who won the nba championship and it said anything else but the warriors and that's just the first source you take you go out there spouting that that's not you like you could you could literally make another search or add 2022 and get the right answer so I'll, I'll give Marcus, I'll give Marcus points some some points, saying like, "Yo, your people aren't stupid." Like again, the internet is here as a tool. It's been a resource for years. It's willful ignorance at this point is not a thing. It's okay to be like initially ignorant on something, but again, you have you literally have a a phone in your pocket. I'm sorry, a computer in your pocket wrapped in a phone to literally find out anything you want to find out in the world. How do you think I figured out how to do this podcast? The internet. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've had, to fix, I've had to fix, like, as a as a homeowner, I've had to fix a lot of things in my house. 
if I'm able to fix it, it's because YouTube taught me how to do it. Like I looked it up on YouTube. Like I, I people aren't. You're, I'm not. I'm not like. I'm not gonna hold it. Like I'm not gonna hold your hand through this process. And it's like, do you want just me to? Because I'm gonna be mostly speaking from my experience and the experience of people that I know. So if you just want that, I can just give you that. But is that enough for you? Or are you just gonna take that and be like, all right, well that's that's black people. Black people want to learn from Marcus Sniffles, like. If you want, if you want to learn, you will. Like, just like Bree said about the podcast, just like anybody when it comes to wanting to learn about literally anything, look it up and study it and learn about it, and you'll find the answers that you need and that you're looking for. But to expect one black person that you know to explain all of black history to you is unreasonable, and it lets me know that you don't care. Uh, let's see, Chance said, but you have to read and you're not going to see a YouTube video that captures attention with the right information. And again, I'm going to push okay, back on that. Okay, if you want to just keep making excuses for him, that's fine. I'm letting you know that I am not doing it. If you want to do it, you can do it. I'm not doing it. There's plenty of information out there for these people to, to use. They need to use these resources. Like, it, it's out there. There's, there's, like, there's, there are researches, re, like, there's studies out there as far as like gun control and gun laws and all this stuff and how we can, there are ways for us to get this gun violence in America under control because there are multiple civilized countries around the world that do not kill themselves as much as we do. Americans just refuse to look at it or refuse to do it or refuse to turn down the money from the NRA. They don't care. So if that's where they're at, then that's where they're at. That's not on me. That's on them. I'm not out here trying. I'm not holding their hands to this. I'm not doing it. And y'all shouldn't have to. So we'll go. We'll answer one more 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 question before this this got really spicy really early. Uh, this wasn't even that. Me got him mad. Wait, hold on. I want to know: Is this nigga speaking to us from outer space? Like, why does he sound like that? Is he I'm, doing a I'm, nasty I'm, shit? I'm, I'm in. I'm in my neighborhood. Give me like five minutes. I will be home. I, be, I, my sound quality will be better. I'm talking fast because I'm trying to get this meat taste out of my mouth. And it's like, why are the fries? Why are the fries not good? How are you bad at making fries? All right. So I, I let the listeners know why he sounds like he's in a tube. Um, so to, to get off the whole culture thing, let's see. Andre says, I don't research white culture. My response to that is you don't have to live in America. Like, so, it's you so big. Let me say this real quick. Shout out to my home state, because I did see in the comment that uh, Shan said that it's like a Texas holiday. Um, actually, we didn't free the slaves in Mississippi uh, or in slavery until 2009. So, uh, yeah, if, if uh, you do a little bit of research, you would definitely know that. Um, I, I feel like it's not a it's it's a willful ignorance almost like they don't they the people that hate it. They don't want to know any better. Like if you. Uh, are privy to the things that they do and the things that they preach to one another like that. That's just how, that's what they want to do. Like I was uh, watching a video earlier on TikTok where this guy was yelling at uh, the Spanish person, you know, get the hell out of here. He was just trying to sell tamales uh, to make a little money. And he was just cussing at the dude, yelling at the dude, uh, spitting all type of uh, racial epithets and things like that. They don't, they don't care. They, they know what this holiday means the same with MLK like they gave us MLK we didn't ask for MLK day off they gave us that so they can have a paid holiday most of us are still out here working I went to work today I gotta work tomorrow like 
What the hell? Yeah. Um. <clears throat> yeah. Wow. Jesus Christ. Boy, deep throat that meat. That's crazy. All right. So as Marcus is getting prepared, we'll wait. Uh, we'll, we'll tap in on one more thing. Um, I know last week I told you guys that haven't experienced the greatness of the Sopranos. I suggested a couple episodes and uh, Wolf Gray Trey, the ever changing names of tech. We need to find a solid name. I'd be getting confused. Um, but you did go and watch one of the top episodes of Sopranos, the Pine Barons. Let the people know your thoughts on that episode. Bro, that may be the funniest episode <laughs> I've ever seen on TV. That episode was so hilarious. Like, you don't even have to be into the mob life or the Sopranos or the Italian, anything like that. That's oh just God. pure comedic genius. Like, you know, and, and it's something that's relatable. Like, if me and you, Breeze, or me and you, I got a Grammy, we're stuck in the woods, we'd be going through the same thing in the cold, trying to figure out where this person is, uh, tripping over each other, missing a shoe, freezing half to death, eating ketchup packets. Like, it was a complete struggle, and it was so funny. Oh, my goodness. It's probably one of the top comedic episodes I've ever seen on TV. Like, I, I don't even know how they did it. It's a, it's a gold mine. And my thing is, now I've watched The Sopranos once, like through and through. And now that I'm watching it again as I'm older, it's actually a lot of stuff in there that's also like comedy as well. Like it's, I know they won a lot of awards for being a great drama, but I mean, just some of the inside jokes that go on and things like that. That Pine Barrens was hilarious. Like I can imagine me and Breeze going somewhere to do a job, me saying, hey, man, let's get something to eat. You know what I'm saying? I'm hungry. Oh, man, I got you. I got you. We'll we get some Mortons. We'll go this. We'll get a nice little <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And you get stuck somewhere. <laughs> and you're literally sucking ketchup packets to survive. Like, that was that was ridiculous. Like, it was so funny. Oh, my goodness. That I, was, I watched it three times back to back to back and still laughed until my chest hurt. Like, it was hilarious. That man Polly found the tic the tic tacs he was eating. <laughs> He's like the wrong guy. I'm like, bro, y'all are going through the struggle, man. Yo, they were chasing that Russian. They domed that dude in the back of the head. He just got up and started running again. I was like, yo. Yo, then he was on the phone and he was like, I think he said he's like an interior designer that's killed like 15 Yugoslavians. And I was like, he did not say an interior designer. Like, because then old boy oh said. God. He's an interior designer. His house looks like shit. And I was just, I, I just laughed. Like, it, was, it was hilarious. It was hilarious. Wait, yo, way off topic. That episode is funny as hell. But <laughs> that whole interior designer thing, how come everybody that works in some type of like cosmetic profession always look like ass? Like, so right. <laughs> it's always like, like the, like, there'll be like women or men, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm a hair like the, like, yo, the Negro braids and they awesome. do hair and yeah. Are they they they're in a Drake braids and they, their faces all jacked up? Yeah, so <laughs> and I'll bring that up as uh today is the uh ninth year anniversary of the death of the goat James Gandolfini, who was bringing the heat every single episode. Um it's a good yeah, series. Good is is very light praise. It's one of the greatest series, arguably the greatest television series of all time. Um, but yes, like fam, I, I just watched random clips online. I was like, yo, like even watching like interviews, stuff like that. 
that wasn't really his temperament. So like having to be like Tony Soprano, like war on him a bit, having to do some of like the emotional scenes with uh, Edie Falco. And it's like, yo, he had to bring that emotion. He had to, dude, he carried that show every episode, man. Like he was the focal point, like 99% of the show with the exception of like season six where he's in the coma. But even then that whole little sequence, he was still kind of the, the main character. So he definitely earned every penny. A shout out to him. Uh, I think the last season, one of the seasons, they gave him a big raise and he busted down with all of his like coworkers and stuff like that. G- gave him all like $30,000. Like he was a real one. So shout out to him. I don't know where uh, Meat Mount Marcus went, but um, I don't want to start the, the Drake conversation until he returns because this is kind of the meat and potatoes of this episode. Let us know in the chat what you think about the album. Um, again, it's got the streets on fire um, for various reasons. Uh, I've been saving my takes. I have a whole folder of Drake take tweets that I'm ready to unleash. I definitely unleash. got a postcard. Before, a flash we, <laughs> Before we get the takes off, I just want to say that the the internet is interneting as usual when it comes to Aubrey. And with that being said, I've had a field day this weekend just listening to everybody, watching all these these crazy takes on the actual the album, but then like the, the super woke takes is even better. <laughs> and I fell down a rabbit hole of, of woke Drake Twitter that I never want to go down again. I, I didn't know there was such a thing for a gentleman that clearly has a soul in. Like that's <laughs> I don't know why we let him fly with that. Um did yeah, he, him did he get a What's that dude from Jacksonville that, that did the sew-in braids? Oh, my goodness. Who, Justin oh, Black? Is it? No, no, okay. Oh, OK Osiris. or OK Osiris, yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. Oh, that's, that's, oh, that's Drake's man's, too. Yeah, that's Drake boy. I mean, yeah. again, Fetty Wap did the whole short hair than having dreads the next day. I mean, it's your life. Live in your reality, man. Who am I to not Yeah, the dreads, and then you got the, the actual no. sew-in. It's... You know. Y'all remember that uh that scene at How High when old boy uh went on a date and he put the, he had the sewing dreads on and they caught fire. Yeah, I, I <laughs> <that>. <laughs> he fell out the window. <laughs> All right, so the the time has come. It is time to get into the shit. Somebody's uh, o- Ocho's Lord well, and what Savior. What are you doing? Eating a meat mountain. Oh God, that's no. gross. Ocho's Lord and Savior. The simp god. Aubrey Graham dropped a quote unquote surprise album called Honestly Never Mind. Very sassy title. And so I'm not gonna give all my takes initially, but I did start taking notes immediately when I started listening to it. But I'm like, you know what? I have to be fair and give this a a, a focused listen. But man, the note I took for the first track. Man, um, so I kind of want to know. I don't even know how to start this off. Do we want to do? Do we want to be serious to get the hot takes off first? What, let's let's pick what we want to do. My seriousness includes hot takes, so I mean. All right, let me get my hot takes off. And again, these are for entertainment purposes only. But like with jokes, there's always a little bit of uh, tr- truth sprinkled in with them. All right, so this is when I stopped taking those. I said, 
Track one came in sipping off the bat, caught me off guard since he dropped on Kada's birthday. But I think this is the real Drake. Like, I think this is the Drake that he wants to be when he's at home, you know, putting oils on his chest and putting like Afro sheen on his fake braids. I think this is him. I think this is what he wants to be ultimately. My next hot take was this is Grand Theft Auto radio music. Um, of course, the only feature was a British rapper using an American accent, being that Drake likes accents. So, of course, he had 21 Savage, who's clearly British, using an American accent. So, shout out to the double entendre there. My most flagrant take was Drake was the first artist to have a mid-off with himself. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I can use this word, uh, but uh, if you've watched Tropic Thunder... This is a quote from Tropic Thunder. Um, I know this word is inappropriate. Uh, I might even bleep it out if I can figure I had to edit it out. But um, Drake went full retard with the simping. And that is my last. Uh, Simple, hot Drake. <laughs> Simple Drake. Simple Drake. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Track two. My other hot take that I write down. Track two sounded like some like Final Fantasy beat stuff. <laughs> like, I was like, what is going yeah. on? Oh, my God. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> I was like, bro, what what is this dog? Like, yo, if that's like, if, if that's what house music is, I'm about to get my keyboard out, man. I'm about to get paid because I can make that. That ain't that's that's crazy. But yes, good music. But I was very I was very caught off guard because the internet was internet and like, oh, he's dropping on Kendrick's birthday, the Petty King. So in my head, my expectations were we about to get some bars. I'm like, all right, bet. And uh, there, there wasn't a bar to be found. And that is where I will give the floor to whoever wants to go first. So I will go next with, um, I'm going to do my whole spill. So initial thoughts. I cut on the album. Um, I hear the intro. I'm like, I hope this nigga isn't singing the whole album. 24 seconds into the second track, I cut the album off. And I was angry. I called Breeze because I was like, look, you've been, I'm not doing any more album reviews after this because this is just, I don't like singing Drake at all. Like, I think people overhype him. He really can't sing like that. Like, he sounds. I need to say that just holding this sandwich is hurting my wrist. It's so heavy. This is the heaviest sandwich I've ever had in my life. I hope you're proud of yourself, Arby's. I hope you're proud of yourself, Arby's, and I hope you burn in hell. Because this is ungodly and unholy. How does it taste, by the way? I... Tastes like shit. What do you think it tastes like? Did you not see earlier? It was wet. It was wet. It tastes like ass. There's so much. There's so many different kinds of meat. There's two different types of cheese. I think there's pepper in here somewhere because I can taste that. The meat in the middle is cold. It's like eating a medium steak, but it's not cooked all the way. This is <laughs> ungodly. No. Ask me how it tastes. It tastes like shit. You know, I, I wouldn't have did that bad. Um, so, like I said, I went to call Breeze. He didn't pick up the phone. I was very angry. I was going to go to the group chat. Actually, I dropped some ex- expletives in the group chat, and I removed them so nobody saw it. Um, I made it to Currents. My thoughts here was, is he going to rap at all? This has to be the worst album that I've heard. Like, it's Young Jock Hustlenomics bad. Like, it's just, it's terrible. 
finally made it to Sticky. And I said, finally, some bars. Thank God. Same common copy-paste Drake flow. Boring, uneventful. Sounds like Drake has recorded all of his recent flows back-to-back in 2018. And then uses them all on all of his new tracks. Made it to Massive. Sounds like some right said Fred Zoolander shit. That beep sound is so annoying. Um, Liability was okay. Finally made it to Jimmy Cooks and I said, okay, he's going to rap. Thank you, God, for 21 Savage. So those were my initial thoughts. Um, To me, 21 Savage is a better feature rapper than Lil Baby, definitely. Like, he, he does his things. He did his thing on that one track. Overall, I mean, at first I came into it, probably same expectations as Breeze. I thought we were going to get some bars because of the Petty King. I thought it was going to be a timestamp Drake all the way through. Finally, it was going to be raw, and it was not. Um, After I had, I, I just had it on in the car and kept listening to it. It did get better once I understood what he was trying to do. Um, I still don't like Drake singing that much, but it's something I can tolerate. Like if it's in the car as background music, uh, it's it's a couple songs that are decent. I don't know if I would add it to my playlist, but I understand what he did. I mean, at the end of the day, Drake is mid thirties, you know, ch- change a little bit and, and that's okay. I'm okay with Drake changing. So those were my thoughts. Um, overall, I, I would re-listen to it for sure as background music. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's, that's my thoughts on it. So it's not the worst album. It's like a, like a meh album. Um, so I got an instrumental of it because I don't ever want to hear him on those songs again. Uh, <laughs> so I was able to find an instrumental and without him on there, that album is fire just the music itself i don't want to hear drake on that kind of music ever again it sounded like 12 tracks of 13 tracks of passion fruit i don't really fuck a passion fruit like that so at some point like all that whiny noisy nasally shit i didn't want to hear it anymore so when we finally get to jimmy cooks i'm like oh shit and he got crazy on it same with 21 who saved that album Saved a couple albums. I would love a Drake and 21 album, but we will never get that because Drake is going to move on to the next wave that he could find to get hot on again and steal that flow or whatever. But this one definitely not for me because he just he didn't sound right on the music at all. But the music wasn't bad. Like there are he should have reached out to a lot of other house DJs or dance DJs that are in the mix. And he would have gotten, a, he would have realized how to make a better house song, I guess, but he didn't do that. And we got this shit, but they eating it up. And I've already been told that because I didn't like it. I'm a hater. I don't know real music. I'm not outside. <laughs> and I don't know about y'all, but that's what I hear outside. And what I hear outside is way better than that bullshit. Mr. Meat Mountain, you got a... Are you going to throw up or why? Throw your mouth like that. <laughs> that nigga's sick! Okay. 
I will say, as I'm going through this, this process, you have to, for anybody that ever decides to ruin their life and get a meat mountain sandwich, you have to stay along the edges because at this point, like trying to bite it in the middle, I can't, I can't get my mouth around this. I can't do it like this part. I cannot open my mouth wide enough to get here. Is that grease on the back of that sandwich? I don't like, know what it is. Like I don't know. I think it's bacon. I don't know. <laughs> Broccoli, butter juice, or whatever they be talking about. My hands, my hands are wet. Why are my? I've never had oh. wet hands. Yeah, like what kind of sauce sandwich. is on the sandwich? Did you put like some ranch on it? Or... <laughs> yeah, that's what it looks like. Look just a sauce. Right, look at, I don't know if you can see this, but it is wet. Everything is yeah. wet around the. It's, it's so just wet. meat secretions. <laughs> Is that like meat? Like, is that gravy? Like, what? what yeah, that's that? what I'm saying. That dark spot. Gravy would have been an upgrade, honestly. If they'd have put gravy on this, I'd have been more. This probably would have been more enjoyable. I'm glad we get your death on camera, though. Like, that'd <laughs> be a wrap for you. <laughs> so, uh, let's get let's get Rev's take on the album. I mean, who's uh, calling it a meh album is like probably perfect. It was mid, like, and. I, we've already talked about like I think worse than like dropping an album that is like objectively bad is dropping an album that's just like eh like I could live without it um it felt like more life's leftovers like everything that was supposed to be on more life plus like a new verse from 21 Savage like it didn't feel new it didn't feel fresh I I mean I know that Drake fans don't expect him to feel or they don't require him rather uh to feel new or fresh or feel like he's constantly growing um which i think is odd because why would you not want to listen to an artist that like is constantly growing um with their sound or with their flow or, or something but i don't know it's just you know it's drake as usual it's the standard for drake it's not a bad album it's not a particularly good album i don't see it winning any grammys but it'll you know go off in a little house party uh did marcus you didn't give your take yet i didn't uh can i stop I've eaten half of this. Like, yeah, like man, that's... that heart gonna explode on camera. Don't do that. Hey, he's thank got a, hey, he's got a family. He's got a yeah, family. Yeah, thank you. Thank he's you for him. showing. Thank you for showing mercy. Jeez, like, he's oh met his God. meat quota. But you might need to go like vegan for the next couple of weeks. Yeah, yeah I don't need a couple green juices. Yeah, I'm definitely, I'm definitely doing that tomorrow. Um, I will say to, just to start off, I'm going to give Drake a ton of credit for doing this. I'm gonna give him a ton of credit for doing this because I've been saying on this podcast for years. I just want Drake to find one sound, one vibe, and just make an album completely of that. Just do that, find like either just do the rapping thing, do the R&B thing, do the Afro beats thing, do the harmonizing, the sipping, the Atlanta rap and the Houston rap and the New York rap and the drill rap. Just pick one thing and deal with it and ride that out for one entire project. I've been begging Drake to do that. And he did it. So I'm going to give him all the credit in the world for doing that. He's one of the biggest artists in the world. He has the ability and the leverage to do something like this and not have to worry about the repercussions. Like, y'all can call it mid. You can call it trash. You cannot do anything. It doesn't matter. Oh, my God. It doesn't matter what people say about this. It's going to do numbers because he's Drake. And that's and that's what I always said. I'm like, yo, you're, you can do whatever you want. Who cares? You're going to do numbers. You can just go out there and experiment and do whatever it is that you want to do. And that's what he did with this this uh, house music 
a um, little bit of like Afrobeat stuff in there. At least that's what I heard. I, I might be wrong, but uh, for for honestly, never mind. This is this is Drake's blueprint too. That no, I was kidding. <laughs> this is this is Drake's uh, Kod. I don't know if y'all remember J Cole's album Kod, where when when it first came out, I was like, yeah, this is just imitation trap music. Like J Cole is trying to do trap music, but he's not doing a good job of it. It just sounds like diet trap. You know what I'm saying? And that's what this is. This is Drake attempting to do house music, but it's not as good. Like, like a lot of a lot of people have suggested it already. Like, if Katrinata would have got his hands on this, this would be ten times better. Like, because he's the best. Like, if you've never heard house music, then you're probably gonna like this. But if you actually listen to house music, this is not. This is just imitation. And Katrinata could could have done a better job. Wale could have done a better job. Nicki Minaj could have done a better like that, and that's I think that's the worst thing for Drake about this is that people are listening to it and saying, "Wow, I wish so and so would have did this instead of him." And that's probably the worst part about this this album for me. I don't even know that this is house music. This feel like apartment music. Like, it's Charles <laughs> like, in your backyard. Jesus Christ! Oh, they this is. That's the biggest issue with this is because I listen to house music and I'm like this even for house music standards this isn't good like like what are we doing here but because it's Drake they he gets a a, a special leeway that a lot of artists nowadays don't get if any other artist put this out that's not in the house music genre they'd be like yo this is absolute trash this we never want to hear this bullshit again blah 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 but because it's Drake. They're like, nah, you gotta live with it. You gotta, you gotta do this. You gotta do that. We shouldn't have to jump over all these leaps and bounds and hopscotch to justify his album not being good or or why you think it's good. Because if you gotta go through all that to, to do it, it's not good. So that's a, that's an interesting point because like I just googled the album randomly and it said fifty four percent of Google users like this album. Also, two is that. I'm not really the one to come here and say like, you know, this is trash. I did my hot takes or whatever, but I mean, it's, it's definitely, it's, I, I do agree with Marcus. Like this, this is who he wants to be. I feel because like you put out certified lover boy and we can all recognize that that wasn't his best effort for a rap album. So it's just, to me, it might show his priorities is not really rapping, I guess. Cause I mean, he knows he's an excellent, you know, wordsmith or rapper, but it's kind of disappointing for people like me that want to hear like the 4 p.m. in Calabasas or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Like 6 p.m. in New York. So it's like, we know you can do it. You just refuse to. And then the whole people on the internet talking about the whole, he dropped on Kendrick Lamar's birthday. Like go ahead and get that out of here. Cause these are, they're, they're doing two completely different things right now. I, and, I, you can go. Yeah. They just, they just gassed it up. And again, that's why I try to, not listen to the internet people because they'd be saying all kinds of crazy stuff, but like there's no correlation at all. I, I, th I think for me, the I I did kind of come in. I usually try not to do this, but because it was a a, a surprise album and it just kind of just dropped out of nowhere, there were some sort of expectations going into this because, like you said, it did drop on Kendrick's birthday. It came out nine months after Certified Lover Boy came out. And if you kind of like do the whole like, okay, what does this mean? Like it's like, all right, I look at the Certified Lover Boy uh, album cover. It's pregnant women on there. 
nine months later, we're dropping on Kendrick's birthday. What are we doing? Like, there's something like in my in my mind, I'm like, oh, something's happening. He's going at something. He's he's birthing a new something, or he's coming, and maybe that's what it is. But uh, I'm trying to figure out how is how is Drake able to label his album "Dance" and Post Malone can't put his uh, album name under pop. Well, that, how, and, and how is how is Drake's album when you go to Apple Music and you go to the rap section, uh, new releases? This album is there, but if you also go to the dance section, it's there also. So how how because people can were telling me when when That's I was me off because when I was slandering when I was like when I was slandering Post Malone, I was like, yo, y'all keep saying he don't make rap music, but his album, if you look on Apple Music, is categorized as rap. If you look on title, it's because someone told me if you cat- if you look at where it's categorized, it's categorized under rap. And they're saying he don't make rap music. He's saying he don't ma- make rap music, but they keep putting it in the rap category. So if you make pop, why can't you put it on on the pop section like Drake just did? He has it on the dance categories, categorizes dance. Why can't Post Malone do that? Well, I think it's that they, the people want people to click. Like it's it's a kind of a marketing tactic, I guess, because. Like, again, if I see it under rap, I see some other stuff. I might be likely to check out some other songs or whatever. But, yeah, on title, it was listed under rap. But then it was also listed under, like, pop or whatever. So they were just trying to get everybody to click everywhere, I guess. But it's definitely not a rap album. And for the people that are trying to say it, I think Pratt tried to make this uh, try to make this connection, saying that this was his. He either said this was his Yeezus or 808s. I was like, nah. I've seen people try to do that. Like these are these two things are not the same. Like, and you can't even say that it's him doing something new or like that he's never done before. Cause like like Nate said, he's done passion fruits, he's done the Afrobeast thing. Like this, this isn't that. This isn't like him coming out and doing a I don't know, a metal themed album. T- you know what I'm saying? Like, this is not that. Like, this is just Drake saying, I don't want to rap, which is fine. You know what I'm saying? But this this ain't don't 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 be trying to draw these weird parallels to you know great albums. Shout out to Jesus, it's nine year anniversary, which I could argue is probably one of my favorite Kanye West albums. Very misunderstood. Um, but yeah, this, that ain't that ain't that. Definitely this, not that. Is it not disappointing though to like constantly have to and I'm asking this for Drake fans, is it not disappointing and, and frustrating to constantly have to make excuses for why your guy is the guy when like album after album that like if you have to keep making those excuses album after oh well drake didn't want to rap this time or oh well this like that don't feel weird to you to have a guy that's your guy and you still have to do this i don't have to make them excuses for beyonce so i'm not i don't understand why drake is held to he's such like he's one of the greatest but like not held to the standard that is of the greats that's the most frustrating part i think at least for me like I, i am a drake fan but it's like I know what he can do. Like we all know. Like we we've heard the albums, we've heard the take cares, heard nothing with the same. Like whatever, whatever you want to call it, anything before a lot of this. And it's like you know what he can do, and he keeps putting out mid to garbage shit now. And <laughs> it's it's like it's almost like a like a smack in the face because people call some people are like, oh yeah, it's experimental. It's like, no, he just doesn't care. And I was going to, I just saw a chance uh, thing. It's not that we're getting older. It's like they're, they just don't care. Like 
they're getting money elsewhere. They don't, they can put out whatever and it's going to sell. Like these, they're going to do the numbers. Be, like Beyonce, whenever we talk about that, she's going to do the numbers off the fact that we ain't heard shit from her. Kanye did the numbers and he put out, like, I like Donda, but Donda 2, all them stems was garbage. And well, Donda 2 is not on streaming platforms, is it? What happened? Is Donda 2 like, has that been officially released? No, so I, I don't know if I count that. But I, I was going to say, but you, you can keep going, but I'm just going to say, uh, Drake is the MCU now. It don't matter what he put out. He's going to do numbers. He, that's where he is right yeah. now. Yeah. He, and that's the thing. He's going to put the numbers up no matter what. And because he knows that and his team knows that, he can get away with putting out straight, like, whatever, and it's going to go up. And at this point, we can't hold them to a standard because they're going to make the music that makes the money for them because they're not catering to us. They're catering to what's going to get them the, the streams or the or the views or the TikTok listens, whatever the case may be. They're not listening to the listener anymore. They're listening to the dollar. And it, it sucks. We get shortchanged. But in the end, it's like for them, they get the money still. So going going through my uh my Drake my Drake folder for just the various takes somebody posted uh 21 Savage on Drake's new album with the picture uh from a game where it says Chris Paul hit a huge three to cut the lead down to 42 um somebody said the worst album run of all time showing more like Scorpion care package dark lane demo tapes COB in this album um somebody said y'all see Drake as a hip-hop artist and not a pop artist and that's the problem him and Doja are in the same class. And just to pause, this kind of goes to what Rev was saying. It's like, whenever he puts out something that's perceived to be sub-quality, we start trying to shift the narrative to kind of change what he is instead of kind of accepting it is for what it is. It's like, I, we know that Drake is, uh, he does poppy stuff, but I mean, fundamentally, he's a rapper. You know what I'm saying? And that's disrespectful to Doja, who like had two of the best albums ever. So like, she made Hot Pink and Planet Her back to back, and those are two great albums, way better than anything that Drake has put out in the last eight years. So let's. So this other person posted out, "How can the last track be the best track? Are you pranking us, Drake?" And and I don't want to, I don't want to do the thing, but I'm gonna have to do the thing real quick. This tweet, tweet, um, MTV News said they tweeted out Drake dropped a seven studio album. Honestly, never mind at midnight. And immediately, this is his commentary from Drake. It's all good. If you don't get it yet, that's what we do. We wait for you to catch up. To me, that's indicative of you knowing <laughs> that you put out some wild shit where it drops. You're automatically putting out like statements that's, like, yeah, bro, that's like, what I'm talking about. Like, he <laughs> knows that he's about to give. This is the second time he's done this shit. <laughs> like, he knows so, it's some ass. Every everybody, every um, uh, DJ or house party uh, artist or producer, they're going to answer Drake's phone call. Like if he calls, like you said, if he calls K Trinata and is like, "Hey, this is what I'm thinking. This is the vision that I have. This is the direction I want to go in." What 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 can we do? K Trinata is going to put his ass into this thing. He's going to give him the best that he can get. He doesn't even. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's going to find other other house uh, artists to help him because this is Drake. Like, say what you want about Drake, but when Drake changes his sound, or he not, I don't want to say changes his sound, but when he goes to a different sound and tries to get hot off of that, he does have a tendency to introduce new artists that are in that genre to people. Like, I I, I can speak for myself personally. 
when he started doing the, the Afrobeat stuff. That's that was the first time I heard Wizkid. So I hear Wizkid for the first time, and I'm like, okay, like Drake did fine, but now I'm now I'm look, listening to Wizkid, and now I'm like diving into what he does, and he's incredible. Like I love Wizkid now. Um, when he started doing the uh, he started doing drill rap. That was the first time I heard, I heard Fabio Foreign. First time I heard Fabio was on a Drake New York track. drill because or whatever. You know, but you know what I'm saying. Like, and I feel like this was a missed opportunity for Drake to where he could have gone into this. Like he could have put some more effort into this because this is a new genre for him, and he just did it all by himself. Like he could have brought in some some features, some artists that do this, and and, and put them on and put and expose them. So what we're like, so maybe we're not. Maybe the conversation isn't just about Drake, as opposed to those other projects where it's like you listen to Dark Lane, Dark Lane demo tapes, and it's not just about that. It's about like, okay, who's this Fabio Forum guy? We listen to views. It's not about like, oh, is this an album or a playlist or whatever? It's like, okay, who's Wizkid? Who's Georgia Smith? Even with Certified Lover Boy, there's some people didn't hurt, didn't know who Tim's was, didn't know who Yeba was. Like, there's it was an opportunity for Drake to really use his. Uh, popularity and the exposure that he gives to people and to really expose people to what house music is and what it could be because at the end of the day house music is black music just like rap music is black music just like pop music is black music just like rock and roll is black music it's like every genre of music is black music and he didn't he didn't do house music a service with his platform so uh, I'll put a pin in that because I got a, a take on that too. So to finish up the the takes, apparently he's working on another Scary Hours pack. Um, he's responding to critics. Um, he's teasing a book of poetry with his next Scary Hours collection. Um, let's see, somebody who looks like some sort of professional athlete posted, Drake bout to drop exactly what I need for the summer. And they quote tweet themselves, never mind. <laughs> Somebody said, Aubrey Graham, it's time to get your CDL. Uh, <laughs> somebody said, uh, Drake dropping this music them Jellyfish was dancing to on Spongebob. Um, and this person, they're from Canada, so just ignore their tweet. They said, this new Drake album might be a top five greatest albums of all times. Like, not just top five for him. I'm talking ever. <laughs> Can't stop listening to it. He did it again. So I'm at the, I'm going to block that person after I'm done with this. Um, well, Chan's in the chat saying that this out al- this album was a mixtape. I looked at that, and that was one of my notes. My note was why did why is this considered an album? Because he it's specified as album, not mixtape, not playlist, not vibes. It's his album, so that goes in the category. So so mm-hmm. uh, if it, so if you're reading this is too late, that's a mixtape. Uh, what what is it? Uh, Which was the closest thing he got to a classic, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, 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 damn, not not views, but the other one. What's the other out? The other playlist, the playlist he did. More life. Not views. More life. More life. So like, so more life. Uh, uh, if you're there's no such thing as mixtapes in the streaming era. They're all albums. No, 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 no. It's not. Oh, well, yes, it's not do. a studio album. It's not. Yeah. If we're talking about. Cause, cause, like you just said, you said it's the closest thing he has to a classic album, but you don't give him that because it's a mixtape. It do, it doesn't Hold count. I, I'll, it's say, I'll say it's an album. I'm just saying, like it's the whole mixtape thing doesn't really exist no more. Like that shit's over. You tell me it's a mixtape. It's a mixtape. I'm not. I'm not going to rank that in your discography. I'm not. It's a mixtape. Doesn't count. And I'm going off of what the artist says. 
He said this is part of it. And, and, but that's what I'm saying. Why would you not consider, if you're reading This Is Too Late, an album, but you consider, honestly, never mind an album? Like, this is the one that you're like, nah, put my name on this. Put this, like, Scary Hours or Dark Lane Demo Tapes. Those don't count when we start ranking Drake's discography in albums. Those don't count. But this does, because he put he said this is an album. So, All right, let me wrap up my, my bookmark. So somebody tweeted out, this is the one I was talking about. Is this Drake's Jesus or is it his 808s? Meaning it's sort of a concept album that's so polarizing it'll have no legacy beyond its core base. Um, or is an experiment with interesting enough results that future artists will eventually improve upon them? No, it's not. Because, mm, no, it's not. Uh, Pratt said this entire Kanye, this entire, oh, he wrote this wrong, but he said this album is on the fade tip. Fade was excellent. And then this is the other spin they're putting on it. This Drake album is made for, for people who take fine women on trips, not the homies in the club asking where the hoes at. Bro, have you seen Gas Prices? Like then, bro, this album's literally not made for ninety eight percent of the population. We're poor. We're not going anywhere. We're not going on no trips. Like big broke out here. <laughs> yeah. So it, people again, people are putting the whole the whole spin on it. Somebody said Drake made this album. Think we all own a, a house in Ibiza. I don't even know where that's at, but it sounds like it's far away and expensive. And uh, this goes to Marx's tweet. Somewhere so, saw someone people saying they didn't know house music was black music. Little secret, all music is black music. So the other spin that I've seen on this in defense of Drake is that apparently now everybody are like house aficionados. It, it might just be my timeline, but I've literally never heard anybody talk about house music this much in my life. Not once. Yeah, I didn't even know Lowski listens to house music. So uh, yeah, these are like I mean, closeted house music listeners because nobody's ever like been like, yo, check out this house song or put me on. Like, but now when Drake drops allegedly mid. Now everybody's, you know, in the house talking about house music like, oh, yeah, he's doing something different. This is blah, blah, blah. You guys are making fun of him. Like, nah, man, it's just like, again, I almost cut the album off too, like off the first because when you, when you hear the intro, I think something's about to drop and then just hold on. I I'll yeah. say this. I went through six songs without realizing that I had been on six songs. I kept Yo. really long song. <laughs> His, vocal, his vocals are off. Like, Man, what is that? What is that? So, so the first time I listened to that, I was like, okay, you're, you're doing this. this is too long. It's too long. You shouldn't be doing, you shouldn't be repeating this this many times. Like, I get it. I get it. Move on. Let's go to the next song and maybe take the octave down a level because you're not a good singer. So let's just bring it down. Look like, let's just bring it down a little bit. And and we can move on. But I will say, I here's here's my here's my hottest take about this album. Jimmy Cook's worst song in the album. That's what? my hot take. And I will explain. Let me, let me explain. Let me explain. So y'all remember 444, right? By Jay-Z, that album? Yeah. No, remember listen? Okay. Like, Maybe not Rev. Okay, not Rev. Rev is I young. know what 444 is. Okay, but we we all know what 444 is, what the album is about, what the themes are, what they're talking about, like the vibe that he's going for, right? Now imagine you get to the end of that album and the last song that you hear on 444 is Big Pimpin'. That just ruins the entire album for you. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Like you go through that entire thing, 
listening to Jay-Z, pour his heart out about wanting to be a better man, be a better father, be a better husband, you know, exploring himself. And then we get the big pivot at the end to close it out. Or even listening to like the love below. You go through that entire album, that entire process of all the things that Andre 3000 is going through, talking about, singing about, blah, blah, blah. And at the very end, they close it out with two dope boys in the Cadillac. Like, what the fuck are we doing? Why did you put this on here? This is my only complaint about this album. If you're going to do this, just go all in. There was no reason to put Jimmy Cooks on this album. It doesn't fit. The fi- like, I'm not saying the song is bad. It just doesn't fit. There was no reason for this. You are, you're already, what, 13 songs in on this thing? And now you want to you put one rap song with 21 Savage on there? For what? Yeah. For but, what? Well, Sticky was a rap, right? Sticky was more. It, Sticky was close, but if you if if you told me that Sticky was the closest rap song on there, I would have been fine with that because there was some harmonizing to it. But this, like Jimmy Cooks, is just a straight rap song. Like ain't no singing or soft shit about it. It's just him getting after it. I'm just like, okay, where was this track on Certified Lover Boy? Like you could have put that over there. Like there All was right. no reason for this song on this album. That's why for me. It's the worst song on this project. I can't. I can't listen to this album all the way through and listen to that song at the end. Like I just don't do it. That, that argument goes both ways, though, because what if you were looking for Jimmy Cooks and you had to wait until the end to get to it? If you're 13 songs in, why would you expect Jimmy Cooks to be at the end of this? Like we're, 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 you don't, you we're just don't know. He's we're doing 50, shit. We're 50. We're 50 minutes in to him house musing all this glow sticks and now you're just like all right man maybe the next one maybe song number seven he's gonna rap maybe song number eight he's gonna rap maybe song number nine he's gonna rap maybe song number my takes was that right there right there is when was he gonna rap and at some point you gotta understand that he's not gonna rap and then the reason why i did my takes the way that i did was because i did feel like rev like a lot of the songs, the beat switched up a little bit, but it all sounded like they were the same songs. Like until that, that there was some annoying noises. All right, so tell me if I'm tripping. Does this not sound like kind of low budget? Hold on. I made that beat on GarageBand. That's the, I was gonna say that, that that's the Nokia phone. Oh, the drop. Fam, I was I was pissed on myself when I heard the whatever that's those what they, that's or whatever that shit was. I was like, what is going it on? Like, like MTV music generator for PlayStation beats. That's what that's, the, like. that's the shit that comes on right when they ask you about your car warranty. Like they know. Like. <laughs> yeah, I was waiting for like the, the epidemic sound tag or something. Like it sounds like stock. <laughs> like I said, that sounds like some Final Fantasy VII music, bro. Like i get it people in the chat are saying it's a mixtape i'm on drake's instagram account at champagne poppy official uh blue check mark seventh studio album honestly never mind out at midnight so y'all can call it a mixtape all you want he's calling it an album so you're not arguing with me you're arguing with aubrey so he take it up with calling him. shit take it up with him i'm not i'm, I'm just saying Take it up with him. You're coming in the chat saying it's a mixtape. It's not. He said it's an album. Go go to his get in his DMs. Go to his comment section. Tell him that. Don't tell us. He said it's an album. And I've been in his DMs. He's not gonna answer. 
Yikes. Hey, hey, hey. And first of all, and I keep I keep telling I keep telling women like you and women like Jazz, he only likes women like you on rap records. In oh. real life, in real life, he likes white women. I'm Bro, sorry. We, we can have a whole episode. I'm willing to gather all the girls from Twitter and we're gonna talk about these rap niggas finding out that it is cool to think dark skinned women or black women in general are fine. And then they be going home and kissing these white women in the mouth. We see y'all, you rappers, NBA players, the NFL. We see y'all. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. On Jimmy Cooks, when he was like, like the way they hang, babe. Fuck that silicone. I'm like, you lying, my nigga. Niggas <laughs> be lying in their rap. <laughs> Just like when he, he was talking about how he like, he's like, y'all like my girl's BBW. Every single girl I've seen him with, I'm like, that nigga's a fraud, man. But here, here's Ryan. the thing: we we, we have ex- we have accepted like rappers changing their sound and doing something different. We we've ex- we we're good with that. But we also want you to put in the effort and to make it sound like you actually gave a shit. So, like I I remember when when Donald Glover's album came out, "Awaken My Love," where he did the whole like seventies funkadelic all that shit, and like people were just like. Okay, what is this? I wasn't expecting this, but no one said it sounded trash. No one said, mm-hmm. okay, if this is cool, but I wish someone else would have did it. You can look at what The Weeknd just did with his album where he's going back to the past. Or we'll sit, we'll sit Silk Sonic is doing where they're going back in the past. No one's saying the music sounds terrible. Even and this is this might be a stretch, but even what uh what Mac Miller did with Divine Feminine, where he kind of took a step back from rap and did a little bit more of the R&B stuff, a little bit more of the harmonizing, a little bit more of the singing. Nobody said it was trash. No one said, no one said, hey, this is cool, but I wish someone else would have did this and they could have did it better. No one said that about those albums. We're only saying it about this one. And Drake's is the biggest star out here. You have the most access to the most of you. Drake has more access than Mac Miller does. Drake can get anybody on the phone. Mac Miller at that time he could get a few people on the phone. He had a few connections, but he ain't got Drake connections. And he was still able to put out a better project than in, in a different and an almost different genre, if that makes any sense. Well, like Drake, and, and, and real quick, and that's kind of my issue. Like people, I get called a hater for wanting more from the Marvel TV shows, but it's because oh, they've shown that they can be better, right? They've shown that they can be better with the movies that they put out. They make all the money. You have all the access. You have the access to the best writers, the best actors, the best directors, the best producers, costume designers, screenplay writers, musicians, everything that you want. You have the access to make the, the things that you do on TV great. And that's the same thing with Drake. Drake has the access to call any producer, any writer, any singer, any house music producer, anybody to make this the best that it could be. And for a lot of people, it doesn't seem like he did that. And it's not wrong to call him out for that. Just like it's not wrong for me to be like, hey, Falcon and the Winter Soldier could have been better. Hawkeye should have been better. This album should have been better just because of who you are. We, we, you can't have smaller artists like Mac Miller doing better than, better than you in these different genres. It shouldn't be like that. I'm having a hard One time. One thing that I always say to piggyback off what you said is to me, sometimes you will have artists that kind of mail it in on certain things. And maybe Drake has reached the point to where, like Rev said earlier, he could put out a C plus 
project and it's going to do numbers regardless. And his defenders, his, his fanatics are going to defend what he puts out because he is who he is. He has that name value, that name recognition. What I wanted from him, if I would have known in advance and what I did with this album was um, as instructed, I didn't listen to anybody else's views on it. I stayed off of online as, as uh, social media as much as possible so I can get just my own takes from it. And it just like, I wish if he was going to do this and I know it's a different genre, but the song that really put me on Drake that I just loved was controller. And that was a song where I felt like he took a risk. The risk panned out. He doesn't have that level of track on this album. Like if you're going to do house music, I want to hear a premium house music Drake track. Like you guys said, get you a premium collab, get you a premium beat and just do it instead of what I just feel like is just a bunch of, and I know it's a lot of negative connotation when we say mid, but it's just mid. Like I know um, Lowski had recommend, uh, recommended the Katandra or Katrandra person. Yeah, I went and listened it. to their music. And for me not to know who they were, their music was on par or even better, the, the couple songs I listened to, than what Drake did. Drake, you're so big of an artist, you could get, you could pull all those resources, get whatever it is they get, and then put your spin on it. That first track, that singing is terrible. If that was anybody else that we didn't know coming on the track sounding like that, you would. if it was a CD, I'd throw it out the car. If it was a tape, I'd pull the strings out and rip it apart. It was terrible. Like you as a as a multi-million damn near, I mean, he just signed a deal for $450 million and you come out there and sing like that on a track? Like, come on, it's terrible and you can't defend it. And it makes me so sick when you have these people that are so fanatical that they can't even take constructive criticism about their idols. And that's what it is. You're, Niggas idolize Drake. Niggas idolize Wayne. They idolize Jade. You have to be able to take the good with the bad. This is not Drake quality stuff. Like what? What I when I finally became a fan of Drake, there's a certain level that I expect him to put out. I, I expect me not to like most of the stuff on his albums, you know, because I, I feel like he doesn't have a classic outside of So Far Gone. But I expect not to like some songs, but like I would not put any song on this album on a playlist. If there was one, I would, it'd be Jimmy cooks and that's it. Like everything else is uh, there's some annoying sounds. There's some terrible singing, uh, just lazy production. It sounds like, or, or B D C level production at certain points, the engineering wasn't on point. It just, it sounded like on Tuesday, Drake said, Hey, I'm going to try something new and I'm going to put it out Friday. And they just rushed through it and threw it out. Hey, it doesn't matter. He'll sell. I'll go diamond, whatever. Who cares? So that that's my point with it. It's just not good. It's not quality. This is out this album this album needed a rollout. I'll say that. They needed a rollout. This album needed a single. Put a single out. I don't know, you know, pick whatever song you want to off this project. Put that out there and kind of let people know like hey, this is this is where I'm going. Like I'm doing this to kind of get to kind of get people prepared for what it is, because I think maybe that might have helped um, change the I guess the narrative or 
what people felt going into this because like a lot of people i didn't notice that it said dance at the top of the the top of the album like i just assumed it was a drake album i'm assuming it's rap so i just went in there expecting him to rap like i knew there would be some singing but i expected it to be mostly rap and i think he if he did just put out a single and put even the, the video that he put out just put that out and be like hey this is the direction i'm going put out another single like hey this is what i'm doing now i'm doing house music i'm going to attempt to do a different genre to let people know like hey i'm not out here uh chasing behind kendrick or j cole or vince staples or benny the butcher all that stuff i'm just doing my own thing right now and i think that would have helped people going into this project to kind of change their expectations because now it's like you're going into this knowing like okay i'm not getting uh 6 p.m in new york i'm not getting that you know i'm not getting god's plan or anything like that i'm getting house music so and i'll, I'll ask people in the chat and people here on on the podcast like how many people are staying up until midnight to listen to an album because i honestly i can't remember the last time i stayed up until midnight to listen to a project i didn't do it for kendrick i didn't do it for drake didn't do it for cole didn't do it for kanye i'm i'm, I'm i didn't do it for beyonce like who why why are we doing this and who is doing this I only do it for Beyonce. And that is because she drops so few few and far between that I just, I need to know what it is right then. I want to go back real quick to your point about him doing a rollout. I do agree. I wish he would have maybe waited until this week, which would have been like the first official weekend of summer. Um, I wish he would have waited until this Friday to drop and spent like the last two or three weeks maybe doing some like fun experiential things, throwing like house parties or being at the boiler room or, you know, trying to get somewhere and like introducing, I do agree that like introducing people to this style of music and like just, you know, having fun with fans. So they know like, Oh, I'm not getting a knife talk on this, even though, you know, he tried, but like, I'm not getting any like bars, quote unquote on this, you know, niggas love bars or whatever. Um, And just kind of like, ease people into that process. I know that some artists feel like they are big to the point where they don't need a rollout, but I really do wish in general, not even with just Drake, I don't want to make it sound like I'm harping on Drake. I wish artists in general would go back to the album rollout, go back to the single, go back to the 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 liners inside of the, you know, album covers or whatever. Cuz I, I think that adds to the music and the quality of the music and gives fans what to expect. And yeah, it looks like that's the direction I, I would have had a better initial because I would have went in and knowing what to expect. So I definitely agree with both of you. And it seems like that's what Beyonce's doing this time around with this new album or albums or whatever it is that she's doing. She's, I, I can't recall the last time where she let us know a month in advance, like, hey, I'm, I'm dropping. Like something's coming on July, whatever. Prepare yourself. And, and you got to assume that between now and July, something that there's going to be some kind of single or music video. Like this is an official. Like when when we saw Jay Z and Blue Ivy at the Warriors game, that was the start of the rollout right there. So we're in it. And, and Drake, we could have used that for this album. I think it would have helped him. At I, least at least helped the, the initial reception to it because the initial reception for a lot of people was negative because you're four songs in, ain't no rapping. I do wish that artists brought back the rollout, um, like the actual like doing the things, but it's tough nowadays because they don't have as many big, big outlets to do it at. And you can just put music out from anywhere. Like they can be driving from, they don't have big outlets. What is that? What do you mean by that? 
because like you when normally when you have like a, a album rollout you would have the artists going like the 106 and parks the trls like all that kind of stuff they don't really have that now so it's like you hit the the four major market radio stations and that's really it you put a couple of well they can do it that way too but is it really a rollout i mean drake has, drake has 114 million followers on instagram you you don't think he could do he could do a live with Drewski for 10 minutes promoting this? You don't think that would help? But, but look, and maybe not I even Drewski, but you know what I'm talking about. Like 10 minutes yeah, on yeah, I don't like, I don't know what the numbers did, but him just posting that when it when that dropped on what was it, Thursday? That he po- he posted it on like Thursday evening or something. And it went from zero to a hundred real quick, like no pun. And <laughs> like, it, like it went crazy because it's like, yo, you just so y'all know. Here's my album. But he's put himself or he's up there now that he feels like he doesn't have to do a rollout and his fans feel like he doesn't have to do a rollout and that he's exempt from the criticism. But like you guys are saying, had he done some type of rollout with that album, maybe the reception wouldn't be nearly as bad. You know, like even I don't I, I don't want to really use these two, but Pusha did a rollout. Pusha had Coachella. And you walked in, you get the little the the t-shirt rolled up like a brick of coke. Like, like there's ways to still do it. He just chose not to. So he has to deal with the criticism that's gonna come from it. He's still gonna get his numbers, but he's gonna have to deal with the criticism that there was it was very poorly executed. But then again, he is Drake, like Shan said in the chat, which is gonna be a Beyonce level type of person so like even if he came out what it, it's 1007 eastern time if he dropped an ig and said hey i'm gonna drop scary hours too now we would still the people that up. can make it to midnight they'd still make it to midnight and check it out the people like me that can't i'm gonna check it out in the morning because that's just who he is and he's earned that respect now speaking of earn that respect Time to move forward to the four-time, four-time, four-time right, NBA champion Golden State Warriors knocked out those racist Boston Celtics fans, which we have one on the podcast as well, um, who refused to take the double or nothing meat mountain challenge. That is why Marcus was uh, slobbing on that knob of a sandwich earlier today. Uh Rev, what were your thoughts on the finals, that heartbreaking loss, your light-skinned Avenger? Uh, what, what, right. what are your thoughts? How are you feeling? First off, let's break down a few things. Is Jason Tatum fine? Yes. But if I had to choose, I'm choosing Jalen Brown because Jason Tatum is only 24. But it's not like I have a choice anyway. These niggas don't know who I am. Second, um, why did I have, <laughs> why did I refuse the double or nothing bet? Because I'm no fool. I don't care if they would have won or lost. I'm not pulling them to Arby's no more. Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, you can't get me again. Or something, whatever you that, that nigga said. Um, as far as the series and the game as a whole, um, I think that it does suck. Um, it really does suck, especially considering that, like, had a little bit more attention to detail been paid in game uh, four and they gone up 3-1, we may – we would have – absolutely at least been having a game seven i hate you so much you went and changed your clothes for this what are you like <laughs> hey trina um <laughs> so 
Yeah, I mean, it had a little bit more attention to detail been paid in game uh, four, and they take that 3-1 lead, we at least get a game seven, and I'm I'm okay with a game seven loss. Um, I think once we once the Celtics started getting to game five, um, and particularly like the halftime mark of game six, like they were defeated. They were gassed. They were defeated. The experience of, you know, previous three-time champion, now four-time champion Golden State Warriors, it took over. Um, which is what you expect from a really good team. It again, it sucks immensely, um, but that doesn't change my like fandom for this team. Um, I do think they'll be back. These guys are young. Again, like Jason Tatum's twenty four. He just turned twenty four in March. Jalen Brown's twenty five. Like Marcus Smart, I think is like twenty six, maybe twenty seven. Like these guys are young. I think they'll be okay. Um, Ime, Ime Udoka is a first year coach. Like, look where he got them in, in year one. I'm excited to see where he gets them in year, you know, two, three, four, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I mean, they, they, they have a lot of things they have to work on. They have to work on their issues with the ball getting stuck in, in, uh, on the offensive side of the ball and like this, their lack of, um, ball movement at, at times, uh, the way that they freeze up in the big moments, the turnovers, like there's no way you should be setting a, a record for a hundred turnovers in a postseason. Um, so, you know, they're young, they, they have things to learn, they have things to work on. Uh, and, you know, I hope to see them be back in, you know, the next year or two. Cause I don't see, I don't see a path stopping them in the East. I know Marcus will say the heat, but you know, I'm gonna let him have that delusion. <laughs> now I was going to say the Bucks. Yeah, definitely the Bucks. I, I would like to say this. So, um, Marcus is actually a multiple-time loser in bed. So, the reason why I am a Warriors fan now officially, because we made that bet last year with uh, Russell Westbrook and the Wizards getting to the playoffs. By some chance, they made it to the playoffs before he became the wash sensation he is now. Uh, Marcus purchased me this throwback Warriors. It is a great looking jersey. They made it to the play-in game and won a play-in game. That's how they made it. to. They didn't make it to the playoffs. They made it to the play-in. Hey, man. I I won the bet. Whether you had to play in or what. Listen, in Jeremiah, winning is winning. I got this jersey, and I was like, you know what? I've always been a fan of Steph Curry. Uh, I'm currently living in North Carolina. Um, Actually, before I got on the podcast, while I was so late, is I was actually at Davidson where he will be graduating on August 31st and um, they're going to throw him a retirement ceremony to retire his jersey. And I was like, I'm just such a big Steph fan. I'm going to go ahead and become a fan of the Warriors. Um, so it feels good to, to beat Nate's team um, as well as beat this other Negro that I don't like that is used to be affiliated with the podcast, that short demon monkey Beep, 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 904. I'm not going to say his name, so we don't have to edit it out. It feels like but, it's getting racial in here. Yes, it's beat, beat that short, black-ass bitch. Relax. His team, too. And then I beat your team, and then we're the champs. Thank you. Woo! I, I will say that, uh, just to kind of go back on what Rev... Wow. Back with Rev. <laughs> <laughs> The way she's talking about the Celtics, about them, like, oh, they're they're still young. They got time to figure it out. Kind of reminds me of one team, Oklahoma City Warriors, or Oklahoma City Thunder, with uh, KD, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook. Like, they made it to the finals. They lost in five, and everybody was like, hey, they're still young. They can still figure this out. They got a lot to learn. They never made it back as a group. I'm not saying that that's what the Celtics are. I'm just saying, like, it's hard to get to the finals. Okay. Here's what I'm saying, Luz. Because – 
the guys that we have now, like this was a natural progression for like with OKC, they made it to that one point, but they had never done much before then. Like those guys were young and had like finally made it to the pinnacle. What the reason I say that about the Celtics is that Jason Tatum took the team to the con- conference finals his fir- his first year in the league. And they had, you know, a couple – they went back to the playoffs. They had an early bounce in his second or third season. Um, but this is not strange territory for the Celtics is why I'm saying that. Like, they've been through deep playoff runs before. And making it to the finals just feels like, to me at least, that this was one thing that they could check off their list. And if you can do it once, you can do it again. Oklahoma City Thunder went to the conference finals twice before making it to the finals. Yeah, but Russell Westbrook. No, I, I mean, I, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I was, I'm not trying to do the whole back and forth thing. But I'm just saying, like, they're, they're, they're well, young. I, didn't they lose James Harden though? Like after they went to the finals, right afterwards? Yeah, they did lose him, but that's the thing. You don't know what can happen in the offseason. Like, yeah. anything can happen. Like, you, I we could work. Like, I, anything could happen tomorrow. Danny Ainge could wake up and be like, or whoever's in that front office, Brad Stevens, whoever's could wake up and be like, "Yo, I got an interesting offer for Marcus tomorrow or Jalen Brown." And I'm gonna let one of them go, or both of them go, or somebody. Grant Williams, like anybody can go. I'm, I think just the the fan in me, like the the biased fan in me, is like, oh, these guys can get back, and I know that there are teams out east um, that can, you know, put up resistance there. There's Giannis, who's the the reigning MVP, and he's he's won a finals um, this year. They didn't have Chris Middleton there in that playoff run, so things could change there. Miami, whatever happens out there, I don't know what goes on in Miami. But, you know, anything can happen throughout a season. Culture, I, culture happens in Miami. That's what happens there. That's a lie. Coke happens in Miami. Uh, that too. That's part of the culture. Okay, that's part of it. But I just – this this team feels like a team that, barring any unforeseen circumstances, can overcome and get back to the finals in a year or two. I just think the East is a lot tougher than, than people think. Uh, I will say it, 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 as a Heat fan, it is nice that, uh, the Celtics were denied their chance to win a, a championship because fuck the Celtics, fuck Boston, fuck Boston, fuck Boston. Uh, that's one of the worst franchises, one of the more entitled fan bases of all time. They've won, you know, we've won 17 championships, even though 14 of them came during segregation. Like who gives a shit? Like. Your dad didn't even see those championships once. I don't give a fuck about those titles. The Boston Celtics have only won one championship in 35 years. Like, you guys are not the storied franchise that you guys think you are. Like, you guys need to get over yourselves. At this Why point. are you talking to me like I do PR? Hey, I'm, not, I'm, not talking, I'm talking to Celtics fans. I didn't say you specifically. <laughs> I feel like that's your fault. You should choose better. Choose a better team. Like, what are you doing? I'm a Celtic fan because I was a Hawks fan at first. And I was okay, like, I, oh, I ain't really, I don't I know. Get that. And I get then it. I saw Rajon Rondo and I was like, I like this nigga's game. And that's where the fandom comes from. <laughs> I respect that. Like, and, and I feel like more people should do that because you knew, you knew what the Hawks were about. You knew they weren't going to do nothing. Like, they, well, let year old me wasn't stupid. <laughs> I was talking, I was talking to someone about like, you know, I was like, Oh, because I was talking about how the how the Heat got to the Eastern Conference Finals and Trey Young's a choker. He's scared of the big moment against good teams. And uh, someone's like, "Oh, well, you know, blah blah blah." The Hawks, whatever. And I was like, "I know a I know someone that's a fan of a team that ain't won a championship ain't talking to me." And he was like, "No, no, no." In 1968, when the Hawks were in St. Louis, 
We won a championship. I'm like, please shut the fuck up and get out of my face forever. Because, no, you're not about to bring up your dusty-ass 1968 championship when the team wasn't even in Atlanta. Like, get out of my face. So I respect that. I respect you jumping off of that sinking ship that is the Atlanta Hawks franchise because that team will never win a, fran- a championship because there's just certain cities and certain teams like Atlanta, like Orlando, they just do not win. It is what it is. They're, the teams just aren't good. Okay, so as far as like Miami goes, I personally have seen my team win three championships. A lot of people can't say that. Tech can say that, uh, and that's about it. So like, uh, I, well, Breezy, Breezes can say that. Well, yeah, he's a fake Laker fans, I guess. So I guess that counts too. So it, it is what it is. But it it was a it was a it was a cool finals. I thought. Uh, I just wanted to. I just want to know why didn't Jason Tatum bust out the uh, the Kobe armband in Game Six? It seems like he could have used that. You know why? <laughs> why, not, why not? You've been you've been you were riding Kobe's dick all Game Seven against Miami. Oh, this is for Kobe. Hey, Kobe, I got you. Let me text you and then put the screenshot on Instagram. Hey, bro, I got you. I'm doing this for us. Twenty four Kobe life. You know what I'm saying? That's my favorite player. That's the goat. Blah blah blah. I got you. Let me put on this wristband. Let me go out here and keep riding dick in front of everybody in public and then shit on myself for three games in the finals. This man was at home. It's one thing to go to Golden State because Golden State, that's a tough place to play. Those fans are loud. You're on the road. You're playing against three potential Hall of Famers. You're playing against one of the greatest coaches of all time. It's hard to win in Golden State. But now you're back in Boston. You're back in your hometown with your people. Your man's uh, Al Horford out here balling. Your boy Jalen Brown, who might be better than you, balling. What are you doing? Nothing. Coming up. Shit with yourself. Dribbling off of your fucking foot like a clown. What are you doing? What do you think Kobe thought about that game when he watched that up in, up in heaven? He was like, damn, dog, delete my number, bro. You crazy. Don't text me. Kobe was watching that. I Don't saw text me. Me again, like, don't ever like Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum better not ever bring that raggedy ass wristband and put it on his arm again. Because, what the fuck, dog? Why you brought I it off that it. one game? You're a dick rider, you're a dick rider. I'm sorry, I get that you, I get that's your man's, and you you did a couple shoot arounds together, and you got his phone number. If you look at the text, he, he clearly never texts that guy, he never texted you. I don't know what your relationship is. I feel like at this point. Vanessa Bryant needs to put out a restraining order because I feel like he's gonna be like, "Hey, Vanessa, you still, you know, what's going on? You know, you we take you to dinner, blah. I can be, I can be the next Kobe. I'm the next Kobe. You know, it's like a dick. You're a dick riding loser, okay? A dick riding loser. I saw Jason, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And a six foot nine nigga pull up on you. Six foot nine, two thirty. What you? Six foot nine. A six foot nine light skinned nigga. All right, come on. I All saw. Right, okay. All right, good point. I saw a tweet. That said, uh, it was that uh, Jason Tatum is just Tavo Cephalosha with a Kobe addiction. Jesus Christ! <laughs> yeah, you know what? Maybe, yeah. And you know what? I I was on a TikTok just like shooting the breeze or whatever, and like to me, this performance has to knock Tatum down a notch. Like, whoa, 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 Superstar. I thought about sending this video, wait, but somebody wait. said Jason Tatum is a superstar. They said that he's better than Paul George right now, 
Who said he was a superstar? What are we talking about right right now? How many superstars are in the NBA right now? If you're if you're starting with Paul George, you must think there's 30 superstars in the league. Because like no disrespect to Paul George, but he is not a super. He's never been a superstar. He's been a good player. I think there has to be a distinction between really good players and superstars. LeBron James is a superstar. Are you putting Paul George and Jason Tatum right next to LeBron James? Are you doing one, two, three? Because I think it should be like (laughs) you should go good, great, star, superstar, either star, great, probably star and then superstar. Because I think, and it's the same with the albums and the classic album things. I hate to jump back and forth, but everybody, just because an album is really good, it doesn't mean that it's a classic. It could just be a great album. The same with a basketball player. Like, yeah, you could put up a bunch of points. Uh, you could do a bunch of different things, but that doesn't necessarily make you into a superstar. It's only a handful of superstars in this league currently. And Jason Tatum, he has the potential to be one. Yeah, but you started off with Paul George. Hold on. Uh, this is what the list said. They said, is he better than Paul George right now? And everybody was like, is Jason Tatum better than Paul George? Is he better than Kawhi Leonard? And these people are saying, yes, he was. And everybody on that list except Joel Embiid, they said that he is better than right now. I, I'm going to find him a list. Give me like two minutes. I need two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. I hate the fact that NBA Twitter and talking heads like Skip Bayless are such prisoners of the moment. We have to look at this as a whole picture. This man is 24 years old. He just signed a max extension to his rookie deal. He hasn't been in the league that long. We've seen Jason Tatum for a long time because you've seen him since he's been in college, so an 18, 19-year-old. But he has not been in the NBA long enough to be anybody's superstar. Is he a really good player? Absolutely. There's no doubt about him being a really good player. Is he a superstar? No. He's only been here for five years. Like, there are guys who've been in the league nine, ten years who aren't superstars. Like, we can't be prisoners of the moment and be like, oh, this guy's better than Paul George. You probably do think that because you haven't seen Paul George in 10 weeks. You can't say that. I'm just saying, Jason Tatum ain't never been in the top five of MVP voting. Not one time. 24! That don't matter. But here's the thing. You look at, there's there's five superstars in the league, and that's it. Steph, KD, Braun, Jokic, Giannis. That's it. Those are, that's the level. And then if you want to go like a step below, there's like uh, Joel Embiid, uh, Luca, and I mean, I, I, haven't, I don't have like a full list. Maybe Jason Tatum's in there, but is he above like Booker or Chris Paul? Absolutely. Or any of those other players. But it's just like get, to put him in that superstar level at this point would – and he hasn't accomplished that much as an individual player yet because he's been like, say what you want. Jason Tatum came into a pretty solid situation as a rookie. Like that Boston Celtics team, like they got that, they had that Nets pick. They had that Brooklyn Nets pick. So that was, they got a high pick, but their team was still really good. Like they were a playoff team, I believe, the year before that. So he's coming to a team that has Jalen Brown on it, that had Kyrie Irving on it, I believe. But he had a good team around him. So I'm not going to, we're not going to act like, you know, Jason Tatum came in, came in as a rookie and led them to the Eastern Conference Finals. Like, he was on a already good team. So for people to already be like, oh, well, he's a superstar off of what? Off of what? As an individual, what has he done? 
I just feel like you got to earn a lot more stripes to be a superstar. Like, I think that's where that stupid rings conversation comes into. Like, when you start getting into guys like a Steph, like a KD, like a Bron, like these guys who, to Marcus's point, have been individual producers outside of just a team environment, that's where you start getting into superstars. These are guys who, like, we've never seen another one of these guys. And, again, that doesn't mean that Jason Tatum can never be a superstar. I think he's got a long, viable, like, pretty good career ahead of him. He's not a bad basketball player. But do I think Jason Tatum is a superstar? No. But I also don't think a lot of guys at or around his level in the league are superstars. Like, you could ask me, is Devin Booker a superstar? No. Devin Booker's a really good basketball player. He could be a superstar, but he's not. Like, is Jalen Brown a superstar? No. I mean, he could, maybe, one day, but he's not. There are a lot of guys. I don't even really think Luke is a superstar. I think Luke is a really good player, and he has the potential to be a superstar, but I don't think he's that now. Like, there are not as many superstars. There are not as many superstars in any league or any realm of work to where, you know, I can pick up 10 guys or 10 people who are really good at this one thing. There has to be levels to this thing. Because if, if Paul George is a superstar, if Jason Tatum is a super, superstar, then everybody's a superstar. And being a superstar no longer matters. Just like I was talking with, I was talking with Hey Ocho, and I was like, hey, how many classic albums does Drake have? That nigga said five. And I'm like, yo, if Drake got five classic albums, then Nicki Minaj got three classic albums. You know what I'm saying? Like, then, you know, Big Crit got seven classic albums. Like, at this point, classic albums mean nothing if you're just willingly just giving them out to anybody there has to be levels there has to be a standard to this thing you just can't have one decent individual season and have a pretty solid playoff run and all of a sudden you a superstar like off of that like come on guys I like, think come on. like watch what kd watch what kevin durant does watch what steph curry does watch what Giannis does watch what these watch what actual superstars do and then you look at what jason tatum just did and to be honest i'm not even sure if jason tatum's the best player on his team because Jalen Brown, Brown was balling in that series. I don't know about that. I think they were about on par. Like, they would – because Jalen Brown, when we talk about the responsibility of who – and another conversation that I've hated seeing, whose fault is it that the Celtics lost this championship? First of all, I think that takes so much away from the Warriors and the experience and the greatness of that Warriors team. Like, to say that Boston lost the championship and, and it was their own fault – and not give any credit to the Warriors is a complete disservice to what those guys over there did. Uh, Stephen Curry saw that loss in game three and smiled on the bench and everything turned around from them, for them. And that's because that's what superstars do. They will change a series. Um, but to to get back to Jalen Brown versus Jason, Jason Tatum, I don't really like to pit them against each other. But I don't think that any either one of them is better than the other. It war. war was better than the other in this series. They both have really glaring issues. When we start talking about turnovers, like they were one and two in turnovers. There were times when Jalen Brown would drive, dribble the ball off his foot, and that's his fourth turnover in the last 30 minutes. Like, But that's the issue. That's the issue with why people are calling Jason Tatum a superstar, where it's just like they they played pretty much equal their entire careers, it seems like. So why is Jason Tatum elevated to this superstar status and Jalen Brown is – classified with Al Horford and Robert Williams. like. Well, I think that goes back to Jalen Brown's entrance to the league where people said he was too smart to play basketball because, bro, read books and watched anime. Like, <laughs> I think he was pretty normal. But the whole chatter around, you know, Jalen Brown was, oh, he went to uh, UCAL, I believe, 
he's too smart to play basketball. Here's this guy who does talks at MIT and he's doing talks at, you know, this prestigious uh, institution. Whereas Jason Tatum, we've followed Jason Tatum be the quintessential jock from, you know, Duke all the way till now. I think he's a little bit more hyper visible. So people say this guy is a superstar, which I think is the thing for a lot of athletes. Like, oh, I see this guy over and over again. Oh, this guy had a 30-point game. I've been watching him, blah, blah, blah. Paul George is a superstar. When it's like, all right, hold on. Wait a minute. Let's let's think about this. <laughs> Pump your brakes. Just one game. It's a long season, long playoff series. Either way. All right, let's move on from these losers and talk about the Warriors again. So, like, as far as this series goes, as far as, like, Steph Curry becoming a four-time champion, like, for me, this doesn't change anything about where I stand with him as a player and, you know, the, doing the whole, like, legacy talk and where does he stand among the all-time greats. I've been saying this. for I've been on this train. I've been pushing this agenda for the last two years that Steph Curry is the best point guard of all time. If we're talking about people are saying that Chris Paul, oh, he's an all-time great point guard. He does all these great things, blah, blah, blah. Chris Paul fucking sucks. Do not put – Chris Paul in the same sentence as Steph Curry ever again. Yeah, Kyrie Irving uh, was uh, essential in beating Steph Curry in that uh, 3-1 comeback finals, but Kyrie Irving is not on the same level as Steph Curry when we're talking about all-time players. Steph or Kyrie Irving might not even make it to the Hall of Fame. I can make an argument that he's not a Hall of Fame player just based on the individual stuff that he hasn't been able to do. Because if Kyrie Irving is your best player on a team, the best you'll be is probably like a four seed, and you might win one round in the playoffs. If Steph Curry is your best player, you have an MVP and you have a championship team. Like, so we, we need to stop putting all these other point guards in the same category as Steph Curry because Steph Curry is above them, and he's been above them for about two years, about two years running now. When we talk about Steph Curry, don't bring up Chris Paul. Don't bring up Kyrie Irving. Don't bring up – Drew Holiday, or whoever, whatever point guard that's playing right now, don't bring them up. You want to bring up a point guard when comparing Steph Curry to someone, bring up Magic Johnson, because that's his only competition right now. Not Steve Nash, not Allen Iverson, not Jason Kidd, nobody. It's Steph and Magic, one and two. Take it. Take whoever you want. Me, personally, I'm rolling with Steph. If you want Magic, that's cool, but Steph Curry has now – for the rest of you people, he is now ascended. For me, he was already there. I don't disagree. I mean, I, yeah, I don't disagree. I, I don't know why people are very hesitant to um, treat Steph Curry as the absolute like dominant player that he is. People, Game yeah, I don't know that. I don't. I don't really understand why that. And that's been an issue for a while. Like he won a championship people like yeah you know blah 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 they had their things to say but we four championships in right now (laughs) like four championships two unanimous mvps in right now and i don't i don't get the hesitation to be like oh this guy is more than just really good getting back to that conversation like for a second this guy is more than just really good this guy is a superstar in his own right and deserves to be in that conversation as you know one of the greats of all time i i think it's because in from a fan standpoint, I think it's because they can't the the new the new fans can't feel like they have more than one great. So when you hear all these people like talking about greats, like you don't really hear Steph. It's either you hear at this point it's still LeBron or KD and now Giannis. But it's like you can't like all of them because it's a problem. You can't admit that 
Steph is as good as he is because it's a problem to all these other fans. It's like if you say Steph is one of the best, I'm like, well, he's not better than so-and-so. It's like, but he ain't got to be better than so-and-so. He's still one of the best. And people just haven't come to the, the realization that you can like more than one player and it's really okay without a problem. They're not on Twitter. It's not okay. Yeah. I also think that people just – I already know what's about to come of this. And I'm going I'm to call your mama whore if you come in my mentions. Um, people are just so oddly enamored with LeBron James. And I, I'm, I'm not saying that to take away from LeBron and his greatness. We, I mean, LeBron James is the most dominant player I've ever seen in my life. Like, I, I grew up watching Kobe Bryant, and then here comes LeBron James. And I'm like, oh, my God. this the, He's the best player I've ever seen in my life. But I, I think that people – and this is probably the Skip Bayless effect um, – they're so enamored with LeBron James that they don't really take the time to appreciate talent outside of him. Um, it's almost as if they don't, and I know this is the case, they don't watch basketball outside of Laker games on national television. Like they ain't never seen the other, you know, 29 teams in the league. Um, and I think that's a problem because when you haven't seen enough basketball, but you start to talk about basketball and who's the greatest and, and who's a superstar, who's a star, who's this and who's that. If you haven't seen enough games and enough guys on other teams, you don't have a full perspective. And now you just got media mouth like Marcus. I mean, niggas, niggas ain't watching the Nuggets out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, niggas ain't staying up to watch the Nuggets. Yeah, I'm not asking you to watch no jazz games. They're not good anyway. Yeah. Like, <laughs> to somebody. I'm not trying to watch mountain time zone teams. Like, get out of here. We're watching Lakers and stuff in the yeah. but not the Nuggets. Like, like I, all right, all right. First of all, relax. Relax. Uh, it was hard to watch these finals because living in New York, these games coming on so late. I'm like, come on. I'm going to bed at almost midnight, a little bit. Fourth quarter feels like a whole, like more than a quarter. You can, <laughs> So by the time you finally get to bed, it's uh, it was, it was really tough, but I ended up staying up for that game. Um, so even though it was really tough, I, I, I do watch it. As far as watching my Nuggets, I I do when they're on, if I can stay up for it. And next year, when uh when the Nuggets beat the Heat in every outing, we can revisit this. We can make a bet offline. Like I'm I'm tired of your shit. Once again, once I'm again, tired. once I'm again, tired. it's a fan. Next year, team heal up. It's a fan. It's a nah. fan franchise that has never won shit. Y'all ain't never won shit. Y'all ain't never going to win shit. You live out in the mountains. You guys don't even know what time it is out there. You guys got weird let's, air. Like, just stop it. Who goes to Denver? Put some on a thing. What? Like, you eat meat. Like you eat meat out here on like. <laughs> like what are we talking about? Let's run it back. Like, let's put some on it. Why yes, you I go am. Out? Go talk to your owner and tell your owner to get your team together so that when you come to a person that's a fan of a franchise that has multiple championships, been to the finals multiple times, how many times the Nuggets been? Let me think. Zero. Like, you go find, you know, here, here's what you need to do. You need to go find a Hawks fan to go talk to. Go find them Hawks fans. No, I'm talking about talk talk the Heat fans. You can go deal with them. Go find, like, a Matt. You know what? There's a Magic fan in this chat. 
you talk to him, even though they've been to a finals, something y'all ain't ever done. But go talk with them, and y'all can deal with that. Like, I don't – I I'm – come on. Like like we said, there's levels to this. Like, when we talk about, like, the Warriors-type dynasties, the Heat are right there as far as, like, going to the finals and being – and representing the conference. Like, we've been there a lot of times, multiple times, a lot more times than a lot of teams in their whole franchise history. It's like, if we take – if we take the best seasons of the Nuggets and the best season of the Magic and we combine that, the Heat have done that better and done it better three times. Like, it is what it is. So let's go then. Like, like no, 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 Deal with your – stay on your level. Stay on your I, level. Deal with the people on your level. You don't grow if you stay on your level. Deal with the you, – exactly. So when you've grown, when you make it to a finals, then maybe we can talk. Nah, Maybe. King Quest is right, though. Y'all have LeBron. Like, come on. Stop it. Why didn't LeBron go to Atlanta? Because y'all some losers. I got to y'all some losers. Oh, we, we getting uh, y'all spicy. Y'all some losers. Why would he? And, and, and think about it. Think about it. Who who are these players in the NBA? They are young black men with millions of dollars in their pocket. Why the fuck would they not want to live in Atlanta? Have you been to Atlanta? Have you seen the women out in Atlanta? Have you seen the nightlife out in Atlanta? And you're telling me these players still don't want to go? Y'all can't even get below-level all-stars to go there? Why? Because it starts at the top. Because it's just a y'all a, you're a loser franchise. I'm sorry. It is what it is. It's cool to go out there. We're going to go out there, have some brunch, smoke on some hookah, and we might go watch the Hawks play. But that's about it. Y'all don't care about winning. Trey Young, Trey Young, and not in. I didn't get a Trey Young don't care about winning. He just cares about being in these rap songs and going back and forth with Knicks fans and New Yorkers. He don't care about winning. He don't care about. Hold on, Charles, because Lowski says the 95 Magic, who got swept in the finals, by the way, uh, is taking any Heat team in seven. Would the 95 Magic win? They were swept in the finals. Okay, so they didn't win shit. So, like I said, stay on your level. It's cool. So, if you go back to game five, when the Heat were up 3-1 and the Hawks' season was on the line, guess what Trey Young was doing? Running away from the ball. Didn't even get near the ball. Didn't even try to get the ball. But that's what you do when you're playing against a great defense. Not when you're playing the Knicks. It's easy to go out there and, oh, I'm going to go between the legs behind the back, shoot from half court, doing all this hippity hop to hoo What this my fucked up hair? I can do that against the Knicks. You can get by with that against a garbage team like the Knicks. You do this against, against the Heat. Play what does have to do with this? <laughs> play some real defense. Now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, Trey Young can't get the ball. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he's just a choker. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. So I would like to I'm just saying Atlanta do better as a city, do better as a franchise, do better as a fan base, and maybe one day your team will get to the finals. Maybe. So I, I just want to get my takes off real quick. First, since we're in the spirit of, of betting and challenges and things like this, I have a challenge for this podcast because as a former person who uh, made the high school summer team, I just didn't have the grades. Um, there's a person on this podcast has been hanging on to one victory over me for the last 20 years. So look, I'm going to say this South breeze. If you don't give me my rematch before the end of this year, 
I am out of the podcast until you give me my rematch. I will not. January 1st, 2023, if I don't have my rematch for you anytime, any state, any place, because I know you're under 400 miles from me now, I will leave the podcast now. But if you win, do you have to do what that nigga in the pool did and eat? Not, no, I'm not doing that. That's that's all. Oh, but he's you know not saying he, he needs to give me my rematch because he's been ducking me uh, for for 20 years now and living off of that fluke gazy fluke win that he had over me. I mean, come on, man, you're in what much you lying about now, dog? Stop. But, I know you're lying. About, I know you're lying about rematch. something. We could do it in Mississippi. We could do it's it in Cali. We could it's do it in Denver. We could do it in Miami wherever you want to. So my takes, Steph Curry is definitely a top 12 player of all time. I'm not ready to put him in the top five. I don't know about the top point guard at all. Um, When I look at things, I mean, offensively, yeah, by far, easily the number one point guard of all time. One of the number one scorers, period, of all time. But it's like, I didn't grow up during the Magic era. But I remember we had these videotapes. My uncle, Michael, would like record all the games. So I was able to like watch the games as a kid. Magic Johnson was something serious. Like he was and one level. I understand people like Rev probably don't remember and one. He was and one level could guard all five, play all five. I can't put him above him. And I can see someone making a point about Chris Paul, not talking about the rings, not talking about the choking. Chris Paul is just a great point guard. Um, Steph Curry is a great scorer. He's not as great of a passer. Paul is a bum. And he's the dirtiest he's player of all time. You're being out of control and ridiculous. But Curry, like I said, top top 8 to 12, somewhere in there I can definitely see. Um, to me, growing up, I did get to see a lot of Michael Jordan from about 93 all the way until 02 when he finally really did it. But mainly the 95 to 98 Jordan. There's nobody I've ever seen that's better than him. Um, LeBron is right there on his heels and Kobe's right there too. I just think with Kobe, not as efficient. Um, there's a lot of stuff I like about Curry, but Curry has disappeared in big games. I, I've seen it. He has been able to be locked down, uh, but he could put it on you if he gets hot. So that's my takes on, on that. As far as the Warriors winning the championship, I mean, I'm happy. I know some people said that this is their final opportunity, Honestly, the Warriors, they still could make another one or two runs. Like, the only team that I really fear out West is honestly a fully healthy Denver team. Like, and that's just to be honest with you because Jamal Murray's a baller. He can hit them big shots. He's a true point guard. MPJ, without the back issue, he he's a bucket. Jokic, we don't have anybody that can really stop him. Like, that team, if they're fully healthy, they're dangerous. Not really afraid of Luca like that. And I know we got the Christian Wood trade for the Mavs. Whatever. Like, to me, he's like a Danny Granger, uh, Iguodala type. Like, maybe just really good on a sorry team. I don't I don't fear the Mavs at all. But um, And if, if the Clippers, if they get fully healthy, I think that they're a dangerous team too. And then if you make it to the finals, the teams that I would fear would be the Heat and the Bucks. And that's it. I, I'm not afraid of the Boston Celtics, unless they can somehow make a deal to get a real point guard, somebody that can facilitate and handle the rock. I'm just not scared of them. Like as long as you got those two um, forward and the guard and the shooting guard uh, taking up the ball, I'm not scared of them. They, you know, set records for turnovers. Who would be scared of them? 
I don't think if they face a fully healthy Heat team and Kyle Lowry is in shape, they don't win that series. And I'm just being – and, like, for me, I always try to take myself out of the fandom and look at it from just a pure basketball perspective. Miami has a good team. Miami has a good culture. Miami has a great coach. They have a great system. Everything about them is good. Jimmy Butler is as close to – he's like a fringe superstar. He's right there. If he could consistently do it as a scorer – He's got it in every other regard. Like he's definitely great. And they have uh, a great six man in hero. Uh, Bam's a great player. Like I, I definitely believe the heat are good. And Giannis is Giannis. Chris Middleton is to me, he's really the heart and soul of the team because if he's hitting it, that team's damn near unbeatable. And then of course you have, you know, the lockdown defense as well. So, you know, I, I think the Warriors have an opportunity to win it again next year. Um, outside of that, I'm not really afraid of anybody else. And yeah, to, to Marcus's point, Chris Paul is definitely, if he had just one ring, people would easily say he's the greatest of all time. So don't, don't have stepping. Don't have like that dude's a baller. Man, it took that man years just to get out the second choker. round. I don't want to hear this shit, man. That he's just a choker. That, man, that man, a regular season guy. Playoff time is when the real, that, that's when it's winning time. That's if when Boston players, had Chris Paul. Shaq, that's when players like Shaq. Kobe, Jordan, Hakeem, Steph, Katie. That's when the real niggas step up in playoff time, in winning time. When it's winning time, what does Chris Paul do? Oh, my my hamstring hurts. Oh, I can't. My he, he's getting in better shape or something. Oh, that uh, makes him I'm, I'm dribbling the ball off of my foot. Now I'm flopping. No. Chris Paul, you're not in that conversation no more. You're not. It's you over. Like- it's a rat. And listen, and listen to, these, to, to Lowski, these Magic fans. These Magic fans that have the audacity to say stuff. You want to know how many how many games they have won the last, let's go, six years? 22 games, 21 games, 33 games. Then they shot up and, and surprised some people with a 42-win game season, 25 games, and 29 games. A historical loser. And if you want to say, oh, well, you guys won all those championships with LeBron James. You won all those blah, blah, blah. Okay, we also won one in 2006 before LeBron James got there. And also, you might want to say, okay, well, say LeBron never goes to Miami. How many championships y'all got now? Well, you know what? We'd have one more than the Magic. We'd also have one more than the Hawks and one more than the Nuggets. So, like, like I said, if you're a Magic fan, a Nuggets fan, a Hawks fan, any team that ain't never been to the finals or ain't never won shit, please don't talk to me. And if you're going to talk to me, use your inside voice. All righty. Can you fight? Because it's a, it's about to be um, at least four niggas over 6'6 six, six looking for you. Chris Paul, um, a five-year-old, and, like, the niggas in the chat. So I hope you drive him. Chris Paul turning the cliff call come playoff time, so I don't want to hear that shit. My thing oh, is, yeah. why would Lowski even bring up the 95 Magic? They were swept. And it, it had nothing to do with Hakeem. Like, Hakeem got bounced out of the playoffs years before and was bounced out years afterwards. They – at the end of the day, you don't get swept in the final. They were swept. It was pitiful. I wouldn't put that team against anybody. Now, if he would have used the Dwight Howard uh, version that made the finals, I mean, they still wouldn't have won. But, you know, hey, I, I guess. But, nah. Well, they're cheeks. And uh, speaking of cheeks, did y'all talk about that lady in the pool yet? Nah. but we have mentioned nasty. that as a part of our bets. They um, both nasty. So yeah. – 
Yeah, I think it as we we wrap here, I think it's time to bring back the lockdown and not for like pandemic purposes, but just because people are nasty. Like, I want to know if there were some charges pressed. Did anybody go to jail? That's got to be some sort of like. They look like they was having a good time. They they did, but like, was she able to consent? Was she drugged or was she on? Was she drinking? Because she knew what she was doing. I'm just okay. Man but, was going crazy in that black. <laughs> look like look like Marcus in that meat mountain. Just the meat just unnecessarily that, wet that gravy. Like that what is gravy? <laughs> so I don't know. I don't know if you guys have any experiences with with people just just take it too far. But like, if he rode with me, like he got to find another way home. Like he can't ride on my car. <laughs> You yeah, got to take right. an Uber back to the crib, dog. Like, we cannot be associates anymore. You can't wear none of my T-shirts. Don't use my washcloths. It's don't sit on the couch. You nasty. I'm, like, I just need to know, like, what happened five minutes before the incident and then, like, five minutes after the incident. Like, did we just, you know, cut on some Drake and keep vibing? Or did we have, like, a serious discussion? Like, five like, minutes yeah, like what are you doing? Five minutes before, somebody brought out the shots. Okay. Five minutes after, those two people never spoke again. They were both <laughs> ashamed of themselves <laughs> and I never just, spoke. <laughs> I, I just don't get it. Like, when we say we outside, like, we don't mean that. Like, we we not in the apparently pool. Like they do. Well, they apparently, yeah, they taking this we outside to a whole new level. Hey. Eating, eating booty and cootie in the pool. Like, like <laughs> looking... Looking crazy. Gas, gas too high to be going to the party and not leaving with something. That's all I'm saying. You pay this Denzel said they, so I'm leaving with something. It's $6 a gallon to get to the function. I'm putting my face to something. That's I'm what it is, man. I'm just hopefully they were two consenting adults. He looked like he looked like a wild animal. Like, he looked like a yeah, yeah. going you know, in for the kill. What you what you think that conversation in the car was like? Like, yo, man, we, we, yo, when we get to the party, we pulling them. It's like, yeah, I'm eating smash. Like, wait, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> like, what? Yeah, yeah, no, you can't play in that kind of stuff. That's just, that's what happens. Shots. We don't blame. The, I ain't blaming Casamigos for that one. We are gonna blame one of them, them nasty liquors for that shit. Because was off the. I, he was definitely rolling on a bean. Like <laughs> he was rolling on something. Rolling on a booty bean. <laughs> When I seen that video, and the thing is, look at the guy next to them's reaction. That nigga was mortified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, did you not ask her? Did she pull it to the side? Like, yeah, what, dog. Like, that looked like some SBU shit, dog. Like, there had to be charges placed after that. Like, that's that's nasty work, and it's it's only begun. Like, summer has barely started, and there's people already acting. Really, like, hasn't started. Yeah, it hasn't officially started. The twenty second is the official kickoff for summer. It's been a hundred degrees every day in Georgia, and this man is in a hundred degree weather in the pool. Other people, what? <laughs> this like you don't know this lady from a can of paint. <laughs> like, hey, I'm hey, what's up? Look, hey, he must be like the out of town cousin. Like, yeah, I'm only here for a couple of days. I'm gonna go ahead and do what I gotta do. Y'all never go see me again. Maybe it works. Maybe it doesn't. But like, you can't be at the local Publix. Or whatever your local grocery store is, and like after that occurred, like you have to be living way out of state, like across the country. Well, it makes me think that he, this ain't the first time you've done this before. <laughs> well, he should have been it's locked up the first time, bro. If it is it, you know what I'm saying? Like, nah, bro, you're not allowed to come to the function like that, dog. Unless you come in with like a Hannibal Lecter mask, dog. You need to be restrained. <laughs> like, you, 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 gotta, 
that be fighting every time she drinks. She's ready to to knock somebody out. But so, get out the car leg. Yeah, so it don't. It wouldn't surprise me that bro is known for doing this. And they was just like, "Hey, watch that nigga DJ." Because- <laughs> he needs better friends then. <laughs> like, all right, man, we gonna hang out with the booty eater today. We taking him to the pool. He get like this. Somebody was off duty, and that's what happened. <laughs> he got caught lacking. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, that if you haven't seen that video, don't look for it. Don't watch it at work. It's definitely not safe there, for work. But. There's another video that somebody was talking about, and I ain't gonna get in. I have to message y'all in the chat, but it was worse than that. And I'm like, maybe we do need to be locked down again. Like, just maybe we need it because clearly we don't know how to act. Yeah, like, definitely, definitely problematic. Uh, did y'all guys talk about the? Uh... The Beyonce mystery boxes. Yeah, she took fifty dollars from me as soon as my check came. Hate her for that. What do we think? Have plain black tea. What do we think's in the mystery box? Oh well, so we know that the the item. I sound like such a nerd, but I love her so much. Um, So there's definitely a T-shirt, the CD, which I don't know where I'm gonna play a CD Beyonce, but thanks. And I think there's a lookbook of some sort and like a poster. And then the box is a collector's item. Damn, I should have swiped my card. I, I caught it too late, man. I was going to put that shit on, on, on the internet trying to triple my investment, but it is what it is. I mean, I, I assume everybody's excited for a Beyonce project. No. Um, yeah, I'm not either. But I'm um, Beyonce rollout. That's what I'm excited for. Uh, yeah. I'm done buying Beyonce merch. Uh, <laughs> I messed up years ago at the On The Run 2 tour. I bought this shirt that I thought was super fire. Came to be a crop top. <laughs> wow. Wowzers. It. it ain't said nothing on the sign, nothing. I went, we went to the bar right after the show. I, I picked it out. I was like, yeah, I got this shirt, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I was like, where's the rest of the shirt? I just threw it. Some, something was at the bar. He was like, I love it. I was like, take it. Toss it. Shit like, I don't even want it. I don't want no money, nothing. Get this shit out of my way, man. So I'm never buying Beyonce merch again. Um, I don't care about her little box that she's selling with a CD that nobody could listen to. Like, at least get a USB driver or, or like a code. Like, give these things and them dumbass M- NFTs they're giving out now. It's like something, <laughs> so something better than a CD. But I mean, I, I did well. I bought a merch box for um, Mr. Round Big Servers. I think it came with the CD. So I didn't even know you had one. Only one I would I would ever think about is like Travis maybe, but them little kids be getting on that crazy now. So even that is gonna be tough to get. Yeah, well, I, I guess we'll we'll see what happens with that. I think that's everything that I can think of. You guys got any shout outs? Uh, shout out to everybody that kind of uh, I asked a lot of people for their takes on this Drake album. Uh, I wasn't able to get to them, so I'm gonna get to them next week. But shout out to everybody that responded to those questions. We'll we'll read out these uh, these hot takes from uh, from Twitter and Instagram that I got. Well, yeah, because then we can also have a you know more than forty eight hours to live with the album. Um, I guess some numbers will be out. Not that we necessarily care about first week numbers, but that's kind of we a already, point. We already know where he's gonna be at. He's I, good. Mm-hmm. I said he was gonna do like five hundred. That's what I said. Uh, the projected ones I saw from Scan Sound Scan or what is it? The chart. Thing I follow on Twitter that was not the case. 
No, I, I felt like two fifty. Two. Well, I, I said that before I heard the album. So, <laughs> well, again, Spotify had a fifty-seven approval rating, um, and another album that came out. Not to polarize these gentlemen, but Mr. Around the Big Steppers on Google had a ninety-seven percent approval rating. So. That's a little telling. So, especially how Drake fans get down. So, if they don't like it, then yikes. But I mean, he's, we know how this is going to go. But, uh, Trey, you got any, got any, uh, shout outs? Uh, I just want to give a shout out to Celeste. Thanks for, um, listening every week. And, um, Rhapsody is not the best rapper in the game. Oh, you got you. packed up in the chat for that. Yeah, you did. Yeah. So definitely. So, but shout out to you though for listening. Definitely appreciate you. Much love. How'd I miss that one? Uh, um, I don't have any shout outs. I'm just grateful that we had another uh fun time. So get back to it. Some more of these uh hot takes on Drake since tomorrow's a new day. And uh, oh, but Chris Brown comes out this week, so oh god, <laughs> that's gonna be uh another one that we could talk about next week. I hope it isn't a sixty-seven song. No, it's like sixteen or something. Yeah. Well, allegedly, um, he did an interview at Drink Champs, and there's a video circulating around with him looking a little crackish. He looks like. <laughs> He looked like he looked like a rock, like a crack rock. <laughs> I'm not. I should laugh at that, but it, that was funny. But that's his teeth was grinding, boy. He had that body brown a lot. The first, the first, I saw the picture with uh with him, Nori, and EFN, and I was like, yo, I was like, why you look like he on that shit? Like, that was all I said. That just got is wee boy. And again, that's a another. I'm about to make that a topic is like with some of these celebrities especially the young ones man like chris brown is an open cokehead ain't nothing to <laughs> it's just like the front flip on beat it's drugs well also too he he does have the power of the uh what is it the surname of brown that name carries a lot of power and responsibility bobby That's brown true. james brown all the dudes be wild and dogs so all the browns is like full crackheads i like it Hey, hey, James Brown was he was a domestic abuser. He was not crack, but he led a hard life. Shout out to him. Bro, that one interview with James Brown is so funny, man. You know what? He might have been on some drugs. You right. Yeah, he was on some drugs. Shit. <laughs> the finest. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, that's the topic I want to get into about these young superstars. Like, I don't, I mean, yeah. He, Chris Brown is probably hmm. We'll say that for another day. But yeah, definitely uh Rev, you got any shout outs? Um, shout out to Nia Long. Um, she is hands down the finest uh NBA coach wife. I don't care to ever exist. Like, I'm sorry. Just mm-hmm. so shout out to Nia Long. Um yeah, you think of one to come Not back. Nah, buddy <laughs> from um that one dude that got fired from that one team. This his girlfriend was you don't even know that nigga, so he don't count. <laughs> oh, I know you're talking about uh dude from Memphis. Yeah, the brown dude. Yeah. 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 <laughs> nah, Neil Long still got that. <sighs> yeah. Shout out to uh, Kashan for checking out the app, <clears throat> giving me some feedback. Uh, definitely encourage your friends and family 
like just force them to download the podcast on their phone and then be like it's lit. But anywho, appreciate the listenership. Check I think us out wherever uh, in a meat coma over there. Yeah. Song of the week? That man hurt. <laughs> we didn't do song of the week though. Oh shit. Damn. Like my heart is gonna, I'm gonna get in the bed and all that meat is just gonna rise up into my heart. You go from your pores soon. It's, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a long all night. night. So okay, I'll, 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 so song of the week for me. Um, it's definitely not from Drake's album, but <clears throat> another one of our uh, biracial rappers that are out here that Rev does not bang with Logic. He has a uh, he has a good song on his album called "In My Lifetime" featuring Action Bronson. Action Bronson went crazy on that song. Definitely check it out. I don't mind Logic. At least he doesn't lie about liking black women. He was getting packed up on Joe Budden's podcast, though. I ain't gonna lie. But I think they, they got crazy beat. on him. It don't make yeah. sense because Ryan stay working with him. Isn't that Joe's man? Yeah, yeah. So the thing is, I feel like the amount of like great features and producers he gets, like he's he's good at his craft. I just think I think Loki Joe said he's a terrible rapper. I'm like, I, that's a that's hate. That's hate. That's what that is. Like he can rap. Like well, also. Joe was gonna hate because Logic had did that interview on yeah. Rory and Maul's podcast. So yeah, you already yeah. know he was gonna give him some. Yeah, I was like some spice. As soon as they even brought him up, I'm like, there was, and he brought the clip up. I'm like, all right, man, we already know where this is going. Just yeah, skip. so let's not. He, yeah, they I don't even listen to the album. But yeah, Logic be spitting, man. If you like boom bap, that boom bap shit, then Logic is right, right there for you. So that's my song of the week. My song of the week, I'm going with a Southern classic from a very great, very good to great Southern album. Uh, we will go with uh, AT Aliens, uh, Outcast. If you like fish and grits and all the pimp shit, you know what I'm saying? I, I recently, one of my homeboys, Ron, and, um, he, he had questioned me and he was like, um, how many like classic albums did Outcast have? And uh, he, he he challenged me to listen to Southern playlistic Cadillac music and Atlians again. AT Aliens, I'm sorry again. And I did, and man, AT Aliens is is like flat out fire. Like if somebody said that that's a classic, I wouldn't debate it. Uh, Outcast, it's a shame that they don't do more music together because they are by far the best duo group and have produced some of the best albums to ever hit music period like if you want to challenge yourself to do something different drake be in the mold of an outcast because they could do it in any which way whether it's the trap rap experimental whatever the case may be they're the greatest group of all time hi um my song of the week um in honor of father's day so happy father's day to all y'all is a uh, broke bitch free by food to the boo um just the rebuttal to <laughs> to to glorilla so we can't uh, have nothing <laughs> <laughs> so we got we get yeah by food to the boo um so yeah it's called the uh, broke bitch free <laughs> check that out oh wow <laughs> i don't have any kids but just saying wow yeah. Um, my right. song of the week is dead. Okay, so how I got here was because it's gonna sound wild when I say it, but there was this girl on Twitter who said Pretty Ricky never had hits. 
which made me think of middle school and Jesus like early high school. And like, it made me think of the first time I saw Pretty Ricky on BET and I was like, I love these niggas. And so like, that made me go on a rabbit hole up like all the music that was coming out around that time. And I landed on Oh by Omarion. That song that is so good, like from top to bottom. So one shout out to Pretty Ricky. That girl is a liar. Y'all had on the hotline, you will ever, ever be goaded for that. And then shout out to Omarion. For making O. <laughs> I'm mad you said you landed on O like it wasn't, I guess you're, yeah. I mean, damn, we're about, so I guess Omarion's going to do a versus against um, Mario. Um, good luck, Mario, but yeah. Praise for that man. <laughs> I'd have to say uh, I'm trying to, is I'd go with that over that, but that shit is hard, but. O was the soundtrack. Like they were, it was O. It was pretty Ricky with all that music. It was Take You Down in that same period. Like Chris Brown make Take yeah, You Down. Yeah, that was a wild video. Like a it wild was, PG, PG like <laughs> pseudo nasty video. Parties yeah, of just like slow grind. Like <laughs> this was around the era when niggas would it be four niggas in the living room humping the ottoman. Like it was a wild time. <laughs> Shirtless, chest oiled up. Like, where's y'all's mamas at? <laughs> Oh my god, I, I remember buying Pretty Ricky CD. But I'm sure you do. That might be the nastiest Negroes of all time. <laughs> Shout out to Spectacular. Oh my god, they were saying some wild flagrant stuff, but that's another episode for another day. Uh, Marcus, what's your song of the week so I can get back to this uh, We Run This City? Song of the week going with uh, Makia, Minded Business featuring Lotto off her uh, EP No Pressure. Big Lotto. Oh, Flo Mills got a new song out. Shout out to her. I didn't pick it as my song of the week, though. But Yeah, shout out. I completely forgot, but uh, shout out to Father's Day. Today's Father's Day. I'm a father. I have kids. I enjoyed my Father's Day. It was great. Everybody did the uh, did what they were supposed to do, so I enjoyed my day. I don't have kids. Jaloski did I say, and I remix with Young L.A. Dro and Tip was his song of the week. Rev is inflicted with the horny per usual. Wow, my reputation on here. Hey man, Damn, I got that tweet. I, I meant to retweet it the other day. I forgot to though. That was hilarious. Niggas be fine. I'm sorry. Now I gotta go listen to take you down. Yeah, so, so real quick, I mean, my head. This has been the most extended outro of a podcast of all time. But do you remember when uh spectacular issued out issued out that grinding challenge? <laughs> That's why I said shout out to him. Yep. Yeah, I remember that. He was like, <laughs> he had, he looked, hold on, hold on, man. You, you know what I'm talking about? Yes, of course I do. Yeah, that is the most flagrant <laughs> shit I've ever. First of all, how you ask another man to do a grinding competition? Oh, bro? You gonna have a hump off? <laughs> he had the fruit of the loom drawers on, like with, got the, a diaper on. <laughs> with the with the baby shower chair. Like, what oh the fuck God. is going on? Like, what are we I, doing? I need to, I need to, I, I need to watch that video. Like, it's, it's. It's too funny, even though it's problematic. It's hilarious. Shout out to homie Jay Free. We used to laugh at that shit for like hours back in the day. He had two of them, and one of them he did a backflip in. <laughs> I didn't see that one. I got. I'll find it. We'll get over I'm gonna have to go back to World Star on that one. Shout out to World Star. I yeah, shout out to World Star. I used to religiously go to World Star every single day, and just I guess when Twitter popped off, I just never went back because literally everything I would. The content that I would seek on Worldstar is just on Twitter. Yeah. 
So they, they started shooting them. a lot on World Star, so I couldn't watch that. <laughs> <laughs> Reflection no. of America. Anywho, this is a KTSEF podcast. Subscribe, drop a comment, all that jazz. We out. Peace.